You're now listening to Rose to Stardom. What's good, you guys? It's your girl, Miss Kiko. You're tuned into the Rose to Stardom Radio's anniversary show. Today makes 13 years that we've been doing radio. And off the bat, I want to say thank you to everybody who has tuned into our show, to all of the artists who have sent their music to get their music played on this station, continue to do so. If you follow me through Facebook and you saw the post, and if you were tagging the post, that means you definitely appreciate it as an artist. Yep. You definitely appreciate it as an artist. <laughs> and if you've been with me since 2010 when we first started, then you're still getting played. Your music is still getting played. I always say it doesn't matter how old your music is. Because if it's new to me, it's going to be new to anybody who's going to take a listen. And those of you artists who have been consistent with putting out music, Admiral, my girl Clever Thoughts, who I forgot to tag in the post, who uh, who hasn't been making music in a while, but I'm sure while he hasn't put out music, He's still been doing music behind the scenes. All the people, all the entrepreneurs that have called in during the Promote Your Business show to promote their business. I really appreciate y'all, but I appreciate the artists the most. I appreciate the artists the most because they're the reason why Road to Stardom has lasted for 13 years. And I appreciate my boy Six. He's my brother in radio. And right behind his anniversary is next month, and he would have been doing radio for 12. And I appreciate him because we help each other out. Like, if, if I got something to do, and I can't do my show, six or fill in, or if I'm on like a a mini vacay or whatever, a mini vacay, six will, like I said, will fill in, start the show for me, yep, and I appreciate that wholeheartedly, we help each other put it that way, and I appreciate it wholeheartedly. You know, so yeah, 13 years. So if you want to say congratulations or happy anniversary, the number to call in is 845-277-9356. The number again is 845-277-9356. Uh, five, six. Uh, and, you know, normally when I do my shows, you know, I have a song playing to intro the show in, or I play a song in the beginning, but since it's the anniversary show, I don't have that at the moment. I didn't do that. But like I said, I appreciate all the artists 
You know, so if you are in the artist, you can get your music praised just like the artists I've been rocking with me since the beginning. Since the beginning, you get your music played too. And like I say, doesn't matter when you put it out. It's new to me. It's new to everybody listening. I want to thank the people from all the countries that have been tuning in. Japan, South Korea, United Kingdom, Canada, Argentina. You can't forget, of course, the United States, where I'm from. They're the ones that support me the most. But all the years I've had different countries support Road to Stardom. And I really appreciate that. Because just think, as an indie artist, you got people from South Korea, from Canada, from Japan who is hearing your music. And if they like it, they are going to either Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal to listen and download your music. So if you had a spike in your music streams, you know, this is why, because I play your music. Keep sending in those music. Keep sending in new music. I'm still going to play the old stuff. <laughs> you know you got new music. Like Admiral, he has, he's dropping in Honor World 3, I think. And the single he's dropped so far from that project is called Big Dog that you can... Listen to on Apple Music. You can listen to it through Spotify. You can listen to all the streaming platforms and download it as well. So yeah, I see my boy Six Eyes has joined me, and I will open his mic. Yep. So give me a minute, Six, and I will open your mic. Yep. Who would who would think that an independent an online put it this way an internet an online internet radio station will last thirteen years when you got mainstream radio that that hasn't lasted that long. You got some some stations have lasted long. For I'm talking about with the same host for as long as I have lasted hosting on this station. I don't have no FCC breathing down my neck saying, oh, you can't play songs with curses. I don't have record labels breathing down my neck saying, oh, you can't play this song. I'm I'm doing this for the love of music and for the indie artists out there because mainstream radio is thinking about you. They're not they're not beating down your door. Yo, I need that that hit to play on the station. They're not doing that. They're looking for artists who got a big buzz around them that everybody's checking for, and they they'll play their music. If you're an indie artist with talent but you don't have that big buzz around you, they're not looking for you. 
That's why I say with Rosie Star and Radio, once you get airplay, you always get airplay. So don't think because, oh, you sent me a song once that, oh, I'm not going to, if you send me another song, I'm not going to play it. No, just send it and then it get played. What's up, Six? What's up? What's up? The lady of the hour, 13 years, 13 years. Congratulations, 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 congratulations. That's 13 congratulations for 13 years of being on radio. I am so proud of you, Road to Stardom. What's goody good? I am right now doing the show. You know, letting the people know about the 13 years. Congratulations. Did you get some Mexican food to celebrate? Nope. No Mexican food? Nope. Okay, okay. All right. Well, give your cash app. Give your cash app. Everybody wants you to at least give her $20. What's your cash app? My cash app is dollar sign road to stardom. You got that? Dollar sign road to stardom. Everybody give her twenty dollars. Thirteen years in the business. Twenty dollars for thirteen years in the business. Everybody around the world, all the listeners and supporters, flutter cash app, twenty dollars. All right, thank you. Well, that's from your mouth to God's ears if it will happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. And I appreciate it. Yeah, but congratulations. So. Now. You know, I I didn't picture myself lasting this long. Yeah. I didn't picture myself catering this station to indie artists. I didn't What's see crazy. that either. So I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. So when I met you, let me see. When I met you, I think Jaden was three. Wasn't he like two or three? When Yes, my, my young, one of my young nephews was like two or three. Uh-huh. I was either <laughs> in the first I was either in the first, no, no, that was 2012, so I was already in, like, going into either already done my third year or was going into the third year because I started in 2010. So you say from 2010, August of 2010, to August 2011, I was one year. So basically, I was in my second year. Mm-hmm. So in my second year going into the third year. Like, starting off, I've mentioned this many a time, and I mention it when I do, you know, the anniversary shows, is that in the beginning, I start, I started with whatever music I had. So it could be old school, it could be today's artist, whatever I had, mm-hmm. that's what I played. 
And okay. so I came across an indie artist whose music was good that made me want to change what the format of the station was. Because as this, well, DJs, as they call us, meaning disc jockeys, not actual DJs, you know, when you're working for mainstream radio, you have to play what they have on that set list. Yeah, what's on the roster, yeah. Right, what's on the set list. So if Usher, let's say Usher's My Way is on the set list, it could be the first song that you play or it could be in the middle. But there's going to be about, depending on how long you're on air, maybe on air, let's say two to three hours every day. So they might, so you figure you have about, about six, close to 20-something songs, depending on how long you are air, close to 20-something songs you'll be playing. Because a lot of the songs that get played are long. So back in the day, you know, this is why you when you see a song that says radio edit, they have to shorten it so it can be played on radio. So the song you're listening to on the radio could be a five- or six-minute song, but they have to shorten it. That's why they call it radio edit. Mm-hmm. And they will play the radio edit. Here on Road to Sound and Radio, Six Sides Radio, we don't play no radio edit. If your song is six minutes, we're going to play a six-minute song. You don't have to send a, a radio edit. And if that's the only, if you, if the only version you have of that song is a radio edit, then, yes, we'll play the radio edit. Curses in it. Well, for me, I don't know about six, but for me, I don't care. But sometimes the song sounds better with a curse or two. I want you to do me a favor because uh, I, I want you to play, when you go to break, the PSA I did for you. I, I would like to hear that. I haven't heard it in years. I will play and I think that. Thir- I will play that. Yeah, I think for 13 so, years that is fit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, so um, yeah. We, so, six, we have to send a congratulations. Okay. So, uh, to our brother in radio, Big Meech. Big Meech. Okay. What up, Big Meech? So he lives in Atlanta in College Park, and he is the nominee for mayor in College Park. He is running for mayor in College Park. Oh, wow. That's great. He's, That's so, great. So what he's been doing, they put him, so they, they had a ballot out where you can go vote to put the person you want as a candidate for when the, for when the election comes for mayor. Uh-huh. So he's been, you know, campaigning and stuff. And then he did a, he did a show because he's now, his show transitioned from here like us on Block Talk, so now he's Friday and Saturday. 
He's live on YouTube. And he did a show, and he announced that he is the candidate for mayor of College Park. So now in November, those that are in College Park can go and vote and get Big Beach in as mayor. Mm. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. His campaign is, I am not I'm not for the people, I am the people, meaning that he's just like them. That's the kind of candidate you want who is just like you, who's going to fight for you. That's the kind of candidate you want. Because you get a lot of political candidates who say, I'm for the people, and then as soon as they get elected, they forget about the people. Meech, Big Meech, our brother in radio, is not like that. He cares about the people in College Park. But you know how, you know how it goes. Well, I don't know. Does where you at in Cleveland? Do they go by zone? They do. So just like over here, like, well, we go we go by wards. So over, over here where I'm at is like Ward 1, Ward 2, Ward 3, Ward 4, like Ward, you know what I'm saying? So I'm in Ward 4. So so let's just say this was here in my area, he would be Ward 4, so he'd be the mayoral candidate for Ward 4. Coming out of Ward Four or whatever, each how it county, goes. I'm not yeah, political. County, yeah, each county over uh, here has a mayor. So, so yeah, so that's that's what he's doing right now. Is he's getting everything together? He's raising money for his campaign. Is you know every political, every person running in the race. Is has to raise money for their campaign, so that's what he's doing. So, if you are in the Atlanta area, especially the College Park area, please support my boy Big Meech on his mayoral campaign, because this is the person you would want as mayor to represent to represent you. All right. Well, that, that's great, and I guess we're going to hear from Trump at a little later. Uh, He's eating right now, so he will meow you. He's eating, uh, eating in the jail cell soon. No, no, no. I'm talking about trumpet, my cat. He is going to be eating in the jail cell soon. No, my cat name is Trumpet. <laughs> so, since we were speaking about He's eating. Let's so see if you can we were hear speaking him. about our, our brother in the radio and mayor candidate for College Park. He has sent me a message. Greetings, supporters. It is official. I have qualified to be on the ballot. What's next? Donations and volunteers are still needed to secure a successful campaign. We need signs, materials, and canvases to spread the message that I am not the voice of the people. 
I am the people. Your assistance is more than appreciated. It is humbling knowing you trust and believe in my brand of servitude. Please use this link and donate to this campaign. Election day is November 7th. Early voting starts October 17th. So, the link, if you want to help Big Meat, dot raise the money dot com slash en slash d taylor dash so if you go to politics dot raise money dot com I'm sure if you go to that site you can search for his name his name is Demetrius Taylor but we call him everybody in radio calls him Big Meat but his name is Demetrius Taylor. So if you go to that site and you type in Demetrius Taylor, I'm sure his page will come up where you can donate to help his campaign. If I lived in Atlanta, I surely would help her. Even though we don't live in the state, we still can help. I think we still can help. $5, $10, whatever you can donate will help, you know, with his campaign. And like he said, he needs canvassers, uh, materials, to go out, so donating will help with all of that. And he's not the, he says, I am not the voice of the people, I am the people. That is his message. Because he doesn't want it to be like the other politicians where they keep saying, I'm for the people, I'm for the people, and then they get elected and don't do jack for the people. He doesn't, he's, he don't want to be that kind of politician. He don't want to make promises and not deliver on his promises. He is not one of those people. So, like I said, if you want to help our brother in radio, Big Beach, for those of you who are in Atlanta, you can go to politics.raisethemoney.com and just on there look for Big Beach. Look for Demetrius Taylor on there and donate whatever you can. It's very much appreciated. So, yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that. So, so today is the anniversary show. So, you know, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday is the Indie Experience. But because it's the anniversary, there's no Indie Experience. I know people who probably, you know, love listening, who listen to the station, probably love listening to the Indie Experience. It's like, no Indie Experience. There will be one tomorrow. There will be one Thursday. Just today is because it's the anniversary. (laughs) Yep. So that's what we're doing. So, yeah. So, like I was saying before, you know, when you put your heart into something, you never know how far it's going to take you. And sometimes, you know, you do something and it takes it as far as it can, and then you go and do something else, 
that's what, you know what I'm saying, that, to me that's what's kind of, you know, crazy that 13 years, I didn't think I would be this far. Because, you know, when you start out on Block Talk, when you started on Block Talk, count, and you allow to go up to 30 minutes for free. They have changed, they have since, I think, I don't know if it's still 30 minutes when you are free, when you're doing it for, when you're doing it, when you got the free plan, I don't know if it's still 30 minutes yeah, or 30, not. You get 30 minutes for free. Right, so it's 30, then, 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. And then when you pay the 39 a month, you can go up to two hours. And so I was doing it, I started out doing it, doing the free plan for 30 minutes, and I, what I would do is, because because of the free plan, you only allowed a certain amount of space in your studio to put music or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, music, sound bites or whatever. So what I would do is, right, I would put the songs in I'm going to play for the night, and then as one song, as the song, the first song played, you know, I would cue up the second song. Once I would cue up the second song, once the second song was finished, I would delete the first song to add another song. So when you, so, and I counted it. I was like, okay, it for for, I was like for two for a two hours. This is why I'm back. I counted it. For a two-hour show, you're paying, like, 32 songs. So because I have the the free plan, half of 32 is 16, so you'll be able to play 16 songs. And that's good for 30 minutes. You know, 16 songs is good for 30 minutes. If you're doing just – if you're doing talk radio, then 30 minutes is fine for talk radio. You know, 30 minutes is fine for talk radio. So – there was a person that I was in contact with who was like a manager or a manager or something to a, uh, an artist who was, you know, from back in the day. I can't remember. I can't remember who the artist is. But it was a well-known artist from a, part of a group back in the day. And she was like, you know, I can get you an interview with this with this artist. I was like, oh, an, an interview with a famous person, that is great. But remember, I'm on a free plan, so I didn't want to do just a 30-minute interview. So I was like, you know what, I got to switch plans. So... You know, then I didn't have a credit card. So I said to my mother, I said, Ma, I'm about, you know, I'm Mama about to right. interview. I'm about to interview this person. Can I use your credit card so that I could, and it would extend the hours longer? Because, you know, you, when, you're, when you're having a conversation, 
It doesn't have to be a celebrity. When you're doing an interview and your interview is like a conversation, it's going to go longer than you planned it to go because you're, you're both are having a conversation. It's like two friends having a conversation. So, right. So I did that. And ever since then, you know, you know, I've been doing two hours, went from the free to two hours to, to where from, you know, to do two hours. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm going to go two and a half hours, you know, so two and a half hours. I started doing that, going to two and a half hours. So then, you know, as years passed, now I'm doing two and a half hours. But you want to know something? I never got to interview that person that the manager all I said. I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember I think it was she's from the group, the um I don't think it was climax. I think it was um I think it was what's her, um what's her what's her name? Was it Bernadette? I don't know if she was from Bernadette. I don't know if she's from. Oh, you're talking about Climax, Bernadette Cooper. Climax? I think that's who it was. I think, I think. I'm yeah, not, Bernadette I Cooper. This yeah, Bernadette Cooper. So uh, Climax. Climax. Yeah, Bernadette Whoever Cooper. The, per- the person I was talking to was like, I can get you that interview. And this is why okay. I, you know, extended my time go longer and longer. Never got to do that interview, but I, I'm not. I will, I'm not sad that I never got to do that interview, because you know God says if it, you know, in God's time and things, you know, the things will happen that's supposed to happen, and mm-hmm. maybe she, maybe she was busy or whatever. It just didn't, it didn't get to happen. But I got to extend my hours longer, and I used to go on early, like time wise. I used to go on early, and and I would use the house phone. And me uh-huh. going on early using the house phone, that ties up the house phone. Because even though it is three-way calling, if the phone beeps, I'm not going to hear it because I got the music playing. Uh-huh. So the music's coming through the phone. I'm not going to know if there's a beat to let me know to click over. So then the times that I would come on changed. It's, that's why when you see 11 p.m. is because who's calling your house? Who's What person is calling somebody's house at 11 o'clock at night? Like, so I figured 11 o'clock is good. So I went from, I went from, from, from early hours to 11 o'clock. So I started with one show, and that 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 one show was I think I started with Mix Variety Sunday, and then I went from Mix Variety Sunday to I think from Mix Variety Sunday to Friday Night Indie Mix, and then from Friday Night Indie Mix I went to Saturday Night Indie Mix, and then that's when the indie and then the end experience came. 
And then I started doing the RTS book club. That's where I would read. I would read from. I would read chapters from a book. So you know, and then tell people who the author is and the name of the book. And I would also interview authors. And then years down the line, I I started doing the promotion business show, and I did one show, and then. I was I looked at the numbers and I was like, Oh I'm not I stopped doing it. And then that's I That's a good show I, promote your business. That's that's a good show. And then You had Uncle Bradley on there. Uncle Bradley. I've been on there. That's a it's a good show. So and then when I started that that I was like, Okay, nobody's calling in. I don't have you know I don't have, you know, businesses, you know, no one's calling to promote their business. And if if I knew about a business, yeah, I could tell you about a business. If I knew about it and, you know, I would do that and then that would be that. And then after that, I stopped doing it. And then I said, you know what? I see people down my timeline starting businesses, so I decided to bring it back. And as of to date, we are at, a, so far we've done a hundred. In eight shows, that's a lot. Thing is, when you watch TV, right? You watch the talk shows, and you see like they celebrate the 100th episode, or the, or even the uh, sitcom, and they're celebrating the 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 500th episode, depending on how many years they've been on. You know, that's uh-huh. a milestone. When you've done, so when you're, you know, when you've reached, like, when I hit five years in radio, that was a milestone for me. So what I did mm-hmm. is I got a mug, you know, like those beer mugs that you could put in the freezer, get ice cold for your beer in, or root beer if you don't drink. Mm-hmm. I got one of those, and it's and it says five-year anniversary. Then when I had another milestone, which is 10 years, I got a second one that said 10 years. So I got two mugs that say five year and 10 year for the anniversary. And I got two more years to hit 15, but I don't, I'm not going to do a mug because I, I don't need I don't need a bunch of mugs every time I hit a milestone. Uh-huh. So, you know, so I'm like, you know, even when I've done the shows, you know, that's, you know, I've past 100 or whatever, you know, that's a milestone. So before Black Talk switched over to where now you could do episodes because because now they're becoming into the podcast format. That's why when you go set up your show and it says episode, it says episode whatever, it's because it's for podcasts. So when you do your podcast, you put in this is episode one, episode two, whatever, right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So before it wasn't like that. You just put in your information, 
stuff to show, put in your information. That's it. There's, there's no episode. No, so you didn't know what episode you was on unless you kept track on your own. Now that I like this thing because now I can keep track of how many episodes I've done in the season. Mm-hmm. So right now, this is starting off season 13, this episode right here. So this will be number one, episode number one of season 13. Even though when I go in, it doesn't say that because I didn't change it. Because it was when I was setting up, it was getting close to showtime. So I didn't change it, but I'm going to go in and change it. So yesterday was the last show. So Mixed Variety Sunday was the last show for season tw- for year 12. But if you do it like episodes, it'd be season 12, basically. And last, that was the last show. So this is starting off episode one of season 13. And and so it's going to go into like the 300 until we hit August of 2024, where that would be season 14. And then it would start all over again from one all the way up to 300-something. From the beginning to now, the total number, now the total number of shows I've done, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Let's, let me go. So being that, like I said, it goes by episodes. So, so the total number that so we're gonna say it's four thousand nine hundred and seventy five thousand nine hundred and seventy five. That's a episode. If we go on by calling the episodes, how many? And see, mainstream media doesn't call it episode. But how many shows or or radio stations have you got your music playing on that you can go back and listen to when your song was first put, ever played on that station, or listen to whenever your song was played on that station? There's mainstream radio. You can't do that. Mainstream radio. You can't go back and listen to something when your song was played on the radio. Unless they are online as well, unless they archive it, unless it's archived, you will never get to hear your song being played again. Road to Starting Radio, Six Hours Radio, any show here on Blog Talk, you can go into the archives. So even if you was interviewed, so you know what, I want to go listen to that first interview I did. You can go into the archives of Road to Starting Radio. Six Sides Radio, any other Block Talk radio station, and you can go in, type in your name, and listen to that interview. And say, you know what? And see how much you've grown since that interview. And then you can call that, you can contact that person and say, you know what? I think it's time we do an interview again. I've grown since that interview we did last. Let's redo another interview. Right? You can do that. Mainstream radio, you can't go back Friday. I, they play my music, they play my song, 
You can't go back. You can't go back to hear that. This is what I love about Black Talk. Yes, Black Talk does have their issues. But what I love about Black Talk is that also the archives. This show is going to be archived. So if you have called in or any anniversary show that has happened on this station, you can go back in the archives and listen to it. Yep. You can do that. Other people can't. You can do that and other people can't. So like I said, 4,975 shows. And this is all since 2010. Black Talk started in 2008. Black Talk was new in 2008, and when it started in 2008, if you signed up in 2008, you was able to play, you was able to do a show as many times as you wanted, as many times as you wanted during the day. You can set up a thousand shows if you wanted to, starting from the morning until whatever you decide you want to get off air. That's how many shows you could put up. That's how many shows you would be able to put up. Mm. But then they changed the for so for those who were you know paid paid um had the pay plan, you were able to keep it like that because once they switched, you wasn't able to do it. Once they switched the format to where you only could do one show a day, when they switched to that, that's when I started becoming the paid, you know, the paid member and all that stuff. But now, then then they had it where to do two shows a day. So I was fortunate enough to be able to get it to where I could do two shows a day. And I was like, wow, this is great. I could do two shows a day. If I wanted to do one in the morning, I could do one in the morning and do one at night. But what made it, what made that so great is because I can add shows to the station. You understand? So I can add new shows to the station, which I did starting in starting in 2012. I added BOE. I think it's 2012. Is BOE from the pages to the airwaves. And I did one show. And this show was creative because my brother, who's no longer here with us, he said to me he wanted to do a show. And I'm like, ain't no sense for him to, you know, spend his money to get his own station when I could just add him to mine and he could do his show. So when he told me that, he's like, "Yeah, I want to do. I want to get into doing radio." And I was like, "Okay." And I came up with the name because his company was called Black Oak. That's B L A K O K E. You hear me mentioning that name every time at the end when I end the show. So that was the name. And he signed. He was running a magazine, which was called Black Oak Entertainment. Black Oak Entertainment magazine. That's why the show was called BOE, Black Oak Entertainment. 
from the pages to the end page, meaning all the stuff he was putting in the magazine was going to be live on air. So, like, you picked up the magazine and you say you saw your favorite artist in there and they did an interview. So that same artist can now come live on the radio and do it, and do an interview. That not only will you hear them, you also get to hear their music. You'll also get to hear him talk to other people. Hand talk to other people. So I did the first ep- the very first ever episode because he wasn't ready. Even though he was telling me he wanted to do radio, he wasn't ready. So I did the very first episode. Let me do an episode to get people to get people familiar with the show so when he decides to take it over, they'd be familiar with the show, just not with him as the host. And um, so I said, I told him what the name was. I told him he was going to do one episode. He did the one episode. I looked at the numbers. I was like, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed that the numbers wasn't good. So I stopped I stopped the show, you know, kind of put it on a hiatus, and then I kept talking to my brother, kept talking to him, and he was like, yeah, I'm still not ready yet. I'll let you know when I'm ready. So we were going to launch, launch, relaunch it. We were going to relaunch it. That, but then you know tragedy struck and my brother's life got taken, so so I brought it back anyway, and I've been doing it ever since. And this show is a, this show is a permanent show, so it will never go into hiatus again because I'm doing this in honor of my brother, but also while honoring my brother. I brought his company name back, like I said. It's called Black Oak. It's Black Oak Entertainment Magazine. I didn't bring back the magazine. I didn't do that, but I kept the name going. So the name back, and instead of calling it Black Oak Entertainment like he did, I named it Black Oak Forever. So when you see, if you follow me through social media and you see Black Oak Forever, that's in honor of my brother. And so, when my brother was murdered, you know, I created created a T-shirt. You know, I created a T-shirt, you know, and I was trying, with this T-shirt, I was trying to raise money. So I posted the picture of people, like, the picture of the shirt, but nobody was going to the site to support the shirt to buy a shirt. Even though they, you know, when they saw the picture through the social media, they liked it, but nobody was going to the site to support and buy a shirt. So then, like, I, you know, I stopped thinking about it. And I was like, you know how, what Facebook does, you know, when you post stuff, you know, years have passed since you made a post, they always, as a memory, they be, so as a memory, they be posted the shirt I made. So I said, let me go back to the site. So 
So what I did is I went back to the site. We launched the same shirt still. No one, you know, was going to the same. But so what I did was say, you know, I'm going to still keep his name alive. I named the store, the online store, Black Oak Forever. So, you know, like I said at the end of the show, you hear me mention that. It's the store. And then I said, you know what? I created, you could say, basically a clothing line called Jay Jasani, which is his name and his three kids' name mixed together. Right? In his, and I did this all in my brother's honor. You know, people were buying stuff, but not to the point where, you know, I'm making thousands of dollars, but people are buying stuff. And I said, you know what? So when you would go to the the, the online store, you have, and so I said, you know what? I started, you know, Black Oak Forever as a Facebook page, as a business page. So I said, you know what? I'm going to switch it from that to I'm going to call it the Black Oak Forever Foundation. Also doing this in my brother's honor because, and since to tell you, we when we were doing Six and Roll, which is one of the shows we no longer do anymore, we did relaunch it and was doing it for a minute. But, you know, things happened. We, we couldn't continue on. I was like, you know, every time we would do a Six and Roll show, when we first started, we would always come across these articles of kids being bullied, something about domestic violence. Or, or someone, you know, or violence period where somebody has been shot or whatever. So we was like, you know what? Let's start these initiatives where we we did one for domestic violence, one for anti-bullying, we did one for stopping the violence. And every time, you know, we we read the articles. You know about the the violence, the bullying, and all that stuff. All the initiatives we came up with, we would always, you know, whenever we did a show, if we came across them, we always read the article, or whatever, mm-hmm. and try to get people. And we did that show. Did an, an initiative. Yeah, we did six in a row for six years. So you know, we get the people, you know, try to get the people to join us in the initiative. So when I, like I said, when I launched the store as the Black Oak Forever store, all the initiatives me and Six were doing, I put T-shirts to them and put them in the Black Oak Forever store. So you'll see one, you'll see two for domestic violence. You'll see one for stopping the violence. I got two for, like, anti-bullying and then as going along, I've added more initiatives to, is, you know, self-esteem. Um, seeing once a USC collection that says, I was born uniquely beautiful with black girl magic. And, you know, young black girls, girls period, would get picked on because they didn't look a certain, you know, people didn't see them as beautiful or because because they're overweight, they didn't think they were cute, so they would get picked on. So 
I made that collection. It's a hoodie. It's a T-shirt. You know, so I did all of that. You know, did all of that. Put it up there, and then all the other initiatives of domestic violence. You will see the shirts up there. I post it to social media. If you follow me on Facebook, on my main page, because I have two pages, if you follow me on my main page, that is my profile picture. The I was born uniquely beautiful with black girl magic. That is my main profile picture. I did that to get people, you know, and people would see it, like, oh, I like this. Where can I get that T-shirt? Or, you know, I would post the stuff. People say they like it. So if you go to blackoakforever.com, you'll get to see what I'm talking about. So then I did a second store, which is the Rose Starter merch store. And I was like, damn, we hit the thing. I was like, dang, I hit 10 years in radio. I'm going to do shirts that say 10 years on it. So I had, like, T-shirts, hoodies that say 10 years on it. And then I did some other items that you go to roadstartandmerch.com that you can see. And because, like, I appreciate all the artists throughout the years who's ever sent me their music, so as my appreciation these artists, I made two T-shirts. One that says RTS or Road to Starting Radio, but I used the artist's name of whose music I played on the station. And then the other one is Indie, and I used the artist's name of who I play on the station. I posted that to social media. The artists liked it, but none of them bought the T-shirt. I guess, you know, even though I had their name on it, they didn't buy the T-shirt, which is fine. But I liked it, so I got myself, you know, the indie one and the RTS one. Where you know, when I wear it, if you really pay attention and read it, you'll see the artist's name. And I was thinking of doing another one, where it's gonna say music, but with all the genres that I play on the station. So I'm thinking of doing that one, putting that one together with all the genres that that I play on the station that spell out music. So you might see that one coming down the pipeline on for Road to Start a Merch Store. And, you know, at the end, you know, when I give my spiel, when I mention these stores and I say, when you purchase an item from the store, it helps, one, from the Road to Start a Merch Store, when you purchase an item, that money helps keep the station going. If you purchase something from the Black Oak Forever store, that money is going to the foundation. So we can implement those initiatives that we made the T-shirts for. So, and I mentioned many times my idea for the initiative where, you know, for the kids, you know, they're interested. There are some kids out there interested in music and might want to want to know how to rap, how to sing, that I would get somebody who who can sing, who can rap, who's a good producer, will teach the kids how to do it. That was one of the things we wanted to do with the Black Oak Fellow Foundation is teach these kids these things. And then it was going to be, if you know, somebody who's a songwriter, who who's, you know, 
they will come and teach them how to songwrite. You know, mm-hmm. all these things, you know, are part of are part of the Black Oak Cover Foundation. And I will mention, you know, mention again. I will explain what it's what it's for, or if you just want to make a donation, I would always say the cash app for both. For both. <clears throat> I would say the cash app for both the stardom, which is dollar sign on the stardom. For the Black Oak Foundation, it's B O F dollar sign B O F Foundation. And then if you don't use Cash App and use PayPal, it was PayPal.me forward slash Rose Sterling, PayPal.me forward slash Black Oak Forever. And I would say in the notes section that if you did send a donation, to write that this is a donation for the foundation, or this is a donation for one of the initiatives. And another initiative that I started, because I know a lot of artists, you know, they're looking to get these label deals, but labels are not biting. They're not biting like they used to. And they may need help putting together a single or getting a single out there. So I started to help an artist initiative. So if you heard me throughout episodes say at the end to help an artist initiative, that you could donate for that, just for that initiative. And then, you know, in the notes section, you put this is for the help an artist initiative. Um, if you're going through PayPal or Cash App, you know, and then that money will be used in helping artists get a single out. Now, six is part of the panel, because I said it's a four-person panel. We're going to pick the artist. The artist is going to pick the producer and the songwriter they want to work with. So if you're a producer and songwriter, we're looking for you as well. But the artist will pick who they want to work with. So you would send over um, a snippet of your music as a producer. The artist, if we picked an artist, they will hear it, they like it. Then they say they want to work with you. Then we will write you. We will send you an email. We will contact you back. Put it this way and let you know that the artist want to work with you. Same thing with the songwriter. We will contact you to let you know the artist want to work with you. And then when we link y'all up, y'all can work together and getting the single together for the artist. Now the four person panel, which is so far, it's me and six and. And the two other people, I can't remember if I picked two other people, but it's two other people that were going to be part of this panel. We would listen to the artist, snippet of the artist's music, and decide who we were going to go with to help them put out a single. And if we generated enough money that if it was enough, we would put, help them put out two. Instead of just one, we would help them put out two. But, you know. I'm always giving my spiel, but no one's taking a bite and help and donating and all that stuff. And I know throughout the years that people, you know, when they hear me say, well, you know, give out the contact information to contact me to get your music played. And if you wanted an interview, there was a fee attached to the interview that I would say, oh, go to net and 
you can, and then go into booking, you will see that it said it's a $20 fee to do an interview on a station. And I know people probably have done interviews on radio station and probably never had to pay a fee. But that fee is to, is to help so that the station can stay going, you know, to keep the station going, basically. Because, you know, we're a small station and we pay to keep the station going. It's not like we don't pay to keep the station going. No, we pay to keep the station going so your donation helps. So this way we can continue on. It's like I've lasted 13 years. I want to last 13 more. With your with your help, that can happen. You know, with your help, that can happen. So I see I have a 929 number on the board. I appreciate you you rocking with your girl. So if you want to say happy anniversary, congratulations, you can press the one and I will open your mic. 929-638. And I appreciate each and every person that's ever listened to this show, called in to be a part of the show. I appreciate it. All right, me open the mic. Message, uh, Rick Rick. Says he's on the deck you, waiting with what's people. What's up, caller? Hold on, six. What's up, How caller? you doing? How you doing? Hey, this is Nicolette Boykin. Happy anniversary, thirteen years. I am extremely proud of you. Um, I'm wishing you continued success. I was listening to you talking. I don't know who the other caller is, but hello, how are you? That's my brother. I'm going to introduce you to. Wait, let me introduce. Okay. This is my brother in radio, Six Eyes. He has a station as well for Six Eyes Radio. Okay. How are you guys doing this evening? I just um, wanted I'm to great. say something to you um, that, you know, um, it's a thing, right? When you go through success, it normally isn't the people that you have done things for or the people that you um, are surrounded by. It's normally people that are far or people who see you from afar. Basically, your tribe, put it that way. And even though you didn't get the numbers you wanted, even though you might not have had the support you may have wanted, to be able to say 13 years in radio is a major accomplishment. It's a lot of stations that we know growing up that have come and gone, right? Yeah. A lot of stations that I can, you know, name and they're coming gone. But for you to be able to say that, sometimes we got to stop, smell the roses, and pat ourselves on the back. That we were able to, to accomplish the impossible. You understand what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, um, I realized that even when I came out with my the um, the anthology, and I'm thinking, you know, when it comes down to something negative, people will be line up to talk. But when it comes to do something positive and to support, you won't get it. But that doesn't stop you from shining. That doesn't stop you from shining. I'm extremely proud of you. And I know that what you've been doing, you know, you have a vision. You have um, basically you've been wanting to do something, you know, bigger than yourself for so many years, right? 
And look at the fact that she was able to survive and endure and push through it 13 years. That's a major, major, major accomplishment, sis. So I'm extremely proud of you and want to let you know that sometimes, you know, we don't concentrate on who don't support us. We shine a light on who do. And I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity and also helping to promote me and my book. That really just gave me the extra push that I needed. You know, because I, I really didn't get the support when I looked in my immediate environment. So that was really huge for me. And I thank you so much. You are so welcome. That station is all about about helping people. That's beautiful. Now now you now you heard now you heard it. Now that that right there, that's that's the realest thing right there. And you heard it from that young lady. And you know it was so crazy because even after that we had a little exciting adventure because we actually made it in the top ten of favorite chefs. Oh, you're doing that cooking thing too. I was the one that sent her the leak and pushed her and pushed her and pushed her. Says, "Come on, let's do this. Let's do this together." Because you know. I love, I love that. And accent. you know what? That's a major accomplishment. Regardless if we made it to the top, which I'm, I'm extremely proud of, of the young lady or the woman that won because it was another sister. I was very mm-hmm. happy about that. You know, at the end of the day, we got to cheer each other on, cheer for each other, and uplift each other. And um, your support, like you said, you said you have support all over the world. How many people can say that? That broadened my scope to not look at local support, regional support, coastal support, to look for international support. What is the scope? You know what I'm saying, sis? And we have a major accomplishment we could put underneath our belt. Sometimes I'll be posting stuff just to be posting it. I'll post something crazy, something like goofy, right? I'll get a whole bunch of likes on that, but if I post something positive or uplifting or inspirational, it won't get no likes. But don't think just because people are... I I think it's because of the attention span of most people nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm speaking from a consumer aspect. it's, It's what people are drawn to, Right. Most people in the United States are what I call sleepwalking. They're not conscious. Their subconscious is sleep. So it's things like love and hip-hop they'll tune into, things like that that will distract them from the reality. Realness, don't get that type of attention. You might get a small audience small audience and it'll take somebody like Shanita was saying earlier, celebrity or somebody that's more known to shine a light on it then they're like sheep, then everybody runs and hurts behind. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So yes. that's that, just my that perspective on it. That's just the way that I look at it because I'm not a sheep. 
You know what I'm saying? I think different from others. I try to get others to be more open-minded. And I'm awoke, which means that my subconscious and my conscious is awake. I'm very aware of what's going on. And um, I think that, you know, you just keep, it's like, it's like the same thing. You just keep swimming. You just keep going. And look, 13 years, most people probably would have said, oh, I ain't getting the numbers. I ain't going to do it. Oh, if you would have started this, or it's people that just got on TikTok maybe a year ago that got more fame and all these accolades, but that's not what your path that was chosen for you is. So I think sometimes we have to um, not, just like Shanita did, right? You didn't let your ego take over your purpose. You didn't let your pride stop you from doing what you were destined to do. So 13 years later, you're able to make it a major accomplishment. And everything I think with social media now is like um, overhyped. Most people that are on um, social media aren't living a life that they betray, but it's something that is shiny, like a gold-plated earring, right? Everybody at one point was on gold. You know, you couldn't rock gold if it wasn't real because they would make fun of you. But now everything is gold-plated because you get the same effect, but it's cheaper. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like someone was asking me, you know, oh, you know, um, would you do a blog for mental health, right? And I said to them, what scares me about social media and the reason why is not to say that I can't still do the work. I just don't think that social media is the place to help you because that's adding to the mental health crisis. I think that sometimes mm-hmm. when you do things, you have to do it non um, traditional or non, like, uh, what is it that they call it? It's like a trend, right? Mm-hmm. I think we got to mm-hmm. go back to basics. Everybody's, everything is on trend. What's hot right now? What's trending right now? You know, oh, this dance is trending right now. We're going to do this dance. We're going to get a lot of likes. No, I, I feel that social media is a scary place. I feel that um, a lot of people that are on there are disingenuous. They're not genuine. Um, they have hidden agendas. It's people that um, will basically go online just to troll because it gives them some kind of attention. I do it. I'm, I'm, my feet are in the street. My feet are in the street. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that, you know, radio, talk radio, I don't think that's something that will ever go away because there are people in places who can't go on the Internet. And um, like she said earlier, you could go back and listen to a radio show. You know, a lot of people are into the apps. But radio, I think, will be forever. I honestly do. I honestly think that radio will even outlast some apps. Like, when you think about it, 13 years ago, right, wasn't that like the ending 
of um like MySpace and all of that stuff yep. like that and then it yep. started trending towards Twitter and then that's when Facebook came about and all of this stuff and then we never thought it would be as big as it is now. Mhm. Right? And and if I can um if I can add to that even even if we go back to our grandparents age our grandparents you know when radio came on and this is before TV you know there was radio before TV and even with the stories, you had to use your imagination, you know, and that's all you had. You had to listen to, you know, mm-hmm. everything that was going on, you know, with the actors, the actresses, you know, the sound effects. And it just painted that picture, you know. And then, you know, when radio came into play, you know, you, you had the artist. Now, back in the day, you know, you had, like, um, the Right On magazine, you know, that was your that was your social media. Um, how you can um, access these artists. Um, and then if you look on the um, the album, you know, if if you're lucky, if the artist had a, uh, a fan club. But, you know, it just goes to show you how it has evolved, you know. I remember someone from the old school just said that when we had our family day, they said they remember when TV went off. I said, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, T V used to sign off. It it used to sign off and it didn't come back on till like six in the morning. Sometimes eight depending on what channel it was, but it actually signed off. It it had the um the airplane flying over, it showed Mark, Mount Rushmore. And then when it signed off you just had like those like different colors, um and it was just beep and that's how it would be wow. until it came back on, yeah. TV used to sign off, absolutely. So mm-hmm. you see, when you say you're talking about the 50s, right? It has to be like the no. 50s, maybe even the no, 40s, no. 60s, 60s, no, maybe. No, when the fi- no, when, no, when I don't, I don't know how old you are, but no, this was like in the 80s, like the, the TV, they it literally would sign off. What? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. I'm 49, off. so. You forty nine. You gotta remember it. You gotta remember it. You remember? I when, remember um, it. Yeah. But remember, mm-hmm. we wasn't allowed to stay up that late, <laughs> and yeah. we we really wasn't. Yeah, our generation was the generation where a child was seen and not heard. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely. We was did. in bed and tucked in by twelve o'clock at night, so it, it, we wasn't up to see that much. Yeah. It That's has to be weekend. like a family affair or a holiday yeah, or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, and if you got family over, if you have, if your cousin stayed over, you can kind of stay up late, but y'all better keep keep it down. Or everybody going to bed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to thank you two guys for being consistent and being in radio and being a voice, like a microphone for our people. Because, um, to be honest with you, a lot of us are lost. A lot of people don't know what it is to come out on the other side. A lot of people don't know what it is to have that type of accomplishment that you guys have, right? So Mm -hmm. what I would say to you both is, first and foremost, thank you. Keep doing it because somebody out there is looking at you. Somebody out there is aspiring to accomplish what you have accomplished and more. I definitely appreciate that. I, I definitely do. 
I do. You know, it, it, it's just like one thing, it, it sometimes it, it's a thing that baffles up. We feel like we take 10 steps forward mm-hmm. and then seven steps back, right? But when mm-hmm. I look at Shanita and everything that she has accomplished and where we come yeah. from, I deeply admire her because, you know, it takes a strong person to do something without support. It takes a strong person to do something without, um, you know, the the audience, so to speak, and to be consistent. Mm -hmm. But that's Mm -hmm. success. That's climbing the ladder. That's what it's about. Anybody that has had instant fame, they instantly fell. Yeah, yeah. It's It's like like, you got to be consistently climbing, consistently doing something consistently going out of your way to um you have to constantly be doing something even when i came out with um the book in december and it went number one internationally bestseller that wasn't enough for me that's why i entered the favorite show thank you that was with um shaquan hulk and um tamika hall it was called it's your time sis anthology and I did a chapter in there amongst um, other authors as well. And that was a major accomplishment for me because my topic was more or less on mental health, talking oh, about yes. my mental health journey, talking about yes. the things that I went through. And even the other day I was talking to someone in my community because I, I always bring my books out with me when I go out. And they were really, like, taken aback because they were like, you just blend in with everyone else. Like, I would never have known that you made this major accomplishment. And I told them that um, didn't Jesus blend in with everyone else? Mm-hmm. What do I have to yeah. stand out for? I did what I was supposed to do. I did my assignment. I don't have anything to prove to anyone except myself. So we, we, when we entered the favorite chef thing, it was like an ad online. And she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I said, come on, let's do it for fun. And we got all the way up in the top ten. That's another mm-hmm. notch up underneath the belt. Yeah. So, you know, and, we got to keep climbing. That's right. And, and one thing about uh, Shanita is um, I, I said, look, I said, you, you celebrate everybody else. I said, it's time for you to sit back, let somebody appreciate you, and, and, and you celebrate yourself. You know, and that's, that's okay now because I was gonna you know, say that's that that's what we yeah. want now because if no one celebrates you, you celebrate yourself. Mm-hmm. If so nobody you like yeah. even this year yeah. for my birthday, right? Normally, I always mm-hmm. have these big grand parties, invite all these people, cook for everybody. Then on my day, I'm tired and can't enjoy it the way I want to. I said no, mm-hmm. not this year. I'm gonna celebrate me. I'm going to cook for me, have my own cake, do everything for me. And I was so content and happy rather than having a whole bunch of people to benefit off of it. So that's the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And I observe what you said, and it's so true, what she said, how she's been consistent. She consistently Mm -hmm. posts. She has done the foundation. She has done the merch. She has done it all. And unfortunately, to get sponsorship, right, 
mm-hmm. meaning corporate sponsorship. They want the numbers because they want the masses. Because yeah. the more people they feel that you can influence by numbers, then mm-hmm. the more people that they can kind of slide their advertisement in for free. Right, and, 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 that's, and that's, I yes, just commend you guys because to me it's like not, and I'm not downing nobody else because whatever anybody got to do to be successful, I'm all for it, right? But it's mm-hmm. something Tabitha Brown said that she said that she wasn't going to compromise her being herself, her authentic self. If it cost her being her, then she wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, and you, you know, speaking of Tabitha Brown, the influencer, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she said that she knocked on many doors, had a whole lot of no. Sometimes the no is a blessing. Sometimes the no support is a blessing because you know why? It pushes you even harder. Yeah. You make a commitment it, to yourself. Yeah. And you'd rather have you rather have ten solid supporters versus trying to get a thousand, ten thousand, a million. If you got those ten consistent, that that beats anything, because it's quality. Because those ten thousand could turn on you at any time, right? Because they're right. not loyal to you; they're the sheep. Right. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And, and one thing, and and, and to, to step aside from the radio, just just real quick, she is a loving, caring person. I mean, she her mom's yes. gone on to glory. And I don't, I don't want to bring yes. it up, Ro, but, but you know your mom would be right here with you, you know. Amen. And that, that, was, your, that was your road dog, you know. That was your partner yes. in crime, mom. And uh, Miss, Miss Rowe was a beautiful lady. And even, even she was a beautiful daughter and, and took great care of her mom. So, I mean, that is, she's yeah. already, you know, special in that Your regard. blessings come from, you already have a room already placed for you in a mansion. You already, not even a room, you have a mansion already there for you because that's that's my goal. My goal isn't the earthly things because at this point, it's like you got to be, um, it got to be destined for you, right? Mm-hmm. The things that you're doing is way bigger than you probably could ever even imagine way bigger. There's not many mm-hmm. people that even know anything about taking care of anyone else besides themselves. Mm-hmm. They might have a family member, a child, or someone in need of them right now, and they won't do it because it's self-centeredness mm-hmm. that they drive right now yeah. because they don't want yeah. us to come together. They don't want us to support each other. They don't want us to be there for one another. That's why I said no matter what was going on, I was going to stop and give my blessings to you and let you know how deeply appreciated you are and how proud I am of you and how I know not just your mom, dad, brother, family members, the whole crew up in heaven, they're extremely happy, extremely happy and proud. Yeah. Extremely happy and proud. Yeah, my mom and dad were were a fan of hers too. You know, they, they've gone on to glory, so they're all up wow. there together celebrating. Yeah, they're all up there celebrating together. And um, you know, like I said, she she's a beautiful person, and um, yes, yes, going to continue. And just the fact that you said just now, um, 
that that's the whole thing that was always special about her, right? Mm-hmm. That was the thing that was always special about her, how she resonated with the elders more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Remember that yep. from when you was young, right, Nita? Mm-hmm. You was more with the elders than the younger generation. Look at that. <laughs> right? Am I lying? No, you're not lying. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's definitely a beautiful thing. It's a and blessing like said, in disguise, believe it or not. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You're like that eternal flame. It it doesn't go out, and your light continues mm-hmm. to shine. Mm-hmm. And that's the blessing right there. That's the blessing right there. Because one thing, I, and that's something that I've been trying to um, say to my younger generation and my family, is pay attention to the elders. Like, I used to love spending time with my grandmother, even her, her dad, Pop. I learned so much from him. I was just listening to the whispers just now, thinking about him and Uncle D, right? Okay. And, yeah, the whispers, you know, you yeah. learn so much. Because it's like her, her family was like an extended family. You know, okay, we, okay. we all grew up together, so we're like, how I, I say cousins, like how we family, right? And mm-hmm. just watching them, their, how they were there for each other, no matter what, it was like we was raised in a different frequency. And no yeah. matter what, we can't stray away from that. And like I said, yeah. someone far out there, might not be no one, and not even region on this coastal side. It might be somebody all the way on the course on the other side of the world could be listening to this right now and inspired. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to get That's back to the... That's what we do it we for. To, yeah. We have to get back to the proverb, it takes a village. You know, if if you compare when we grew up to now, we we are strangers. We are weird to, to this generation of people because now... You know, they don't want nobody to say nothing to their child. They want to tell you how many minutes, second hours they were in labor. They'll say nothing to my child. But then when something happens, you want to step in. Well, we can't step in when we try to. You didn't let us. So we got to get back to the proverb. It takes a village to raise a family. And I'm talking about it in many areas. We got to get back to yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. You know. Uh, by doing shows and by being on the radio, it's going to resonate with someone, whether even if right now we're talking to each other, it's just me, just us three, right? It'll resonate mm-hmm. with somebody else later. People are always watching. They just won't acknowledge it. You know, Shanita, I want to ask you something, right? And this is all brand from the uh, the radio show, but this is about the cooking thing. Did you notice that once I started cooking, posting about the cooking and us being in the competition, you start seeing people out the woodwork that you never even knew cooked, posting their cooking, doing it. I've had people that I sent out, you know, oh, vote for me. They didn't vote for me. They joined the thing. But that was a competition instead of me and her doing it together. Where I'm sharing, telling people, vote for sis. She's telling them, vote for me. 
And I think we were we tied in the same place or something like that. Wow. I think it was six or seven, right? So to get into the top five, it, you had to hit five. So I ended up saying either top seven or top eight. I believe that I was either six or seven. But for us to say we made the top ten, right? Just think, what, just think as the votes win, what if there was a tie and two people had the same amount of votes? You know, and instead of having to choose just one, two people won and got to meet Paula Hall. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That couldn't happen. That actually could have happened. That could have happened. But the way the see, I get how they did their voting system, how it was every 24 hours you can vote. But if people's attention span isn't that people, long. Yeah. Vote and I have to wait every 24 hours. I think a lot of people would have more votes than they have more votes. We would have, if we that if it wasn't every twenty four hours, we would have made it to the top five. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes, I think when it first started, I had made it to number one, and that's what really made me more excited, pushed wow. more. Yeah, yeah. And um, because when I got, the, I don't know, the, when I got that email by the text saying you made it to the next round. Keep getting those, keep getting those votes. I was like, okay. But I you see like, how okay. advertising is, because yeah, it was a competition, but it wasn't how I thought it was. I thought it was like we were going to be cooking or something like that. It was more like a voting yeah, system, I'm, I'm which was generated to make money for the foundation, which they made over I'm four glad. million dollars. Yeah, for the found yeah. For James Beer Foundation, it made over four million dollars. But I'm good because, and I think how a lot of people, the reason why they made that so much money, is because if you did a paid donation, meaning if you kept doing votes by paying for because pay, the pay if you pay for the vote it was a dollar a vote. So if you was, and I think they did up to like think. You could go up to either ten or twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. You got people to vote for you, and they paid for the vote. That pushed you up. So a lot of people might have had to pay, pay for the vote instead of just going through Facebook for free every twenty-four hours. Right. I but wasn't you know, really pushing for people to pay for it. I was no, more or less that, like a I, thing. I said that yeah. Too. I said just. Yeah, I didn't want people paying. But, but the, they did it that way because there are people who don't have Facebook. Okay. We have to put that okay. in perspective as well, that there are people who don't have Facebook, so how can they vote if they don't have Facebook? So this way, if right. they pay a dollar, that consider one vote. The more you, the more money you give, that what counts as how many votes. So if you gave 10, that counted as 10 votes for whoever you was voting for. If right. you gave five, that, that's five votes. You gave $20. Think that counted as twenty votes, right? And I think that's why they made so much money for the foundation, which I didn't know the James Beard had a foundation. I didn't know they had a foundation. 
Yeah, I even shared some of the information on that, which was really cool because they do stuff for minorities, LGBTQ community. Um, they have a lot of programs that they're going to start, and that's another thing I'm going to start sharing too so that people can know just keep going. And just just to side note, I know that I said at one point I was going to quit, right? I said I was quitting um, – cooking and I started again because someone was like you know if God gives you a gift how can you just give up the gift but I said I had to take time for myself because at that time I was pushing so hard pushing so hard that I was making myself sick I had to I was just like you I cook because I have to, you know, I cook for the house. But other than that, when I, when I started out, my younger days, my ambition was to be a singer. That was my ambition, that I was going to grow up and be yes. a singer. That was my well, ambition. Well, singers one in your family, yeah. That was mm-hmm. my thing. So when I got into high school, and for some reason, that ambition changed to me wanting to go to culinary school and becoming a chef. I still was, I still wow. like singing, but I didn't, I didn't want to. I wasn't in the the mindset of pursuing it as a career. My ambition changed to want to be a chef. So what did I do after high school? Even though I wasn't ready, I went to culinary school. I didn't graduate, but I did, I did learn some things. And if I could, I would go back to the same school and get my actual degree. And I, and I said, you know what? I would be the first person <laughs> with a college, because, you know, this is what I was thinking, because I, like, I still like to sing. I was like, I'll be the first person. I'd be like the first. I'm probably not the first singing show, but in my mind I was thinking, I would be the first singing show. <laughs> I'd be the first singing show. But I didn't, you know, I just wanted it for the degree not to go out and get jobs in restaurants. I just wanted the degree to say that I'm a chef. Okay. Because I... I and you know what, me, it was the opposite. I... Yeah, like watching these cooking shows or what these chefs go to in these restaurants, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. But, yes, a lot. And what's so crazy I got a question is, for you. Uh, wait, let me let uh, me say this real uh, quick. Huh? I, so let me. I want to say this real quick. So even though, like, the way I when I was in culinary school, I was like. I really thought, like, the, the chefs were really going to be hands-on to teach you. And I guess just it was a way for you, like, for you, like, depend on, like, to learn on your own, stop depending on people, like, give you that sense of you can, do, you can do it on your own. You don't need to depend on people to do it. So that's yeah. my, my now, now after I long gone from the school, that I, was, I realized that's probably what the mindset was for the school is even though you have a, a, a 
the chef there teach as the prof- you can basically say the professor there, but it's like for you for you to learn on your own, so that you don't you don't have to depend on nobody and you can do it yourself. And now, so the years later, what was what made me pr- even though I didn't graduate, but what made me proud years later was to see my school on national television. Back when Food Network was in out not its early stages of like I would say growing and stuff. They had a they had a show where they was going to different culinary schools, showing them what 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 goes on in the school. And one of the teachers I had was on the show. I said, "Ain't this a blip? They did this when I leave the school. Why they can't do this while I was still here?" Right. And I was like, "Wow." I was like, even though I didn't graduate. Whenever I hear that somebody went to the same school as I, the culinary school as I did, I get excited. I be proud, even though I didn't graduate. I, I still, I'm still in contact with people I met through the school. It's like I'm, people are doing good. You know, I'm proud. Even though I didn't graduate, I'm still proud. <laughs> yes, it's something to be proud of career may not have gone in the path I wanted it to at first and then again it transitioned again because I went back to school, not for culinary but I went for music business and I said, you know what not only do I like singing not only do I like cooking so I'm going to be have a degree on the wall for music business uh, have, I was thinking like have a degree on the wall for becoming a culinary chef. I was like, I'm gonna be three things in a short, well, not a short period, cause, but in in a short amount of time of my life, I'd have been three things. I'd have been if I would have kept going to wanting to be a singer. I'd have been a singing chef and music exec. Three things <laughs> I'd have been three things that I would have been known for and good at. That if I would have would have would have, would have went down that path the way I wanted to go. I understand that, and you know I had to come to terms with something that um, a lot of people is hard to accept, but I believe that everything happens for a reason. Even the choices that we don't make, the past we don't choose, I honestly believe are destined that way. So go ahead, Six. What she was going to say, Six? Okay. Um, so, who were your um, who were your your uh, inspirations growing up? As far as the uh, show, you know, who did you grow up watching? And if you could partner with a chef and have your own beast, well, who would to it be, be honest, 
to be honest, there was no one really that I per a one like one chef that I looked through to be like, you know what, because of them I wanted to become a chef. Uh-huh. There's no one person. I think when the Food Network, I can't remember what year the Food Network started, but I think watching the Food Network and seeing people being able to do, you know, to be able to be on TV doing what they love cooking. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Everybody goes to you know. Everybody goes to restaurants. You when you go to a restaurant, you don't get to see the chef to see what he's doing back there, how he's preparing your, how he or she is preparing your food. You don't get to see that when you're in a restaurant. <laughs> so when you're watching, if people when you're only watching, knew, right, Shanita? <laughs> oh, wow. So when you're watching, when you're watching these chefs on TV. It's like wow, you you, you when to see what they can do, you're like wow. It wows you when you're interested in something like that. It wows you when you see what chefs can do. Mm-hmm. And I think just for me, like watching the Food Network and seeing you know seeing chefs on TV here and there, I think that's what got me into wanting this to. To go that route is to becoming a chef, but there was no specific yeah. chef that I was like, you know what? He's the reason why I want to become a chef. No, but as after a while watching Rachel Ray, Emma Lagasse, Bobby Flay, Guy Fieri, those like those are the chefs I call a hall. But she didn't come to late later to my old, you know, grown. I hey, you grown say G Garvin. Hear about Carla. And then he say Garvin. But watching those chefs and watching like cooking shows or cooking competition shows, and I'm seeing black chefs. Like when you see somebody who look like you doing something that you love to do, it it puts some excitement in you to be like, you know what, I could do it too. Mhm. Mhm. Even when it comes to radio, when when I before I even started this station, right when Block Talk first started, that was in two thousand eight, right? There was a host on here, and you know he would you know do his show, and I would listen, and and I you know I would listen to his show, you know I would say to myself I could do this, I could do this. But what's crazy, you, you know, now, you know, when you're podcasting, you need the microphone, you need all this equipment to do the show, do your podcast, right? <laughs> so that's my mindset was things like that. I need all this equipment and stuff. So I could do this, but I don't have it to where I could get all this equipment to do radio. Mm-hmm. So, so. The guy whose show I was listening to, he encouraged me. He said, "Go ahead, you can do it. Go ahead and do it." And I did, and I was like, you know, I was listening, and I still was, you know, procrastinating, even though I was still saying to myself, "I could do it. I could do it." It wasn't until a friend of mine told me, he said, "Yeah, you can use your phone. All you need is a phone. You can use your phone, be it a cell phone, your house phone. You can use a phone." 
And as soon as she told me that, because she had a station as well, once she said that to me, that's when the radio station was born, knowing that I could use the phone. I didn't have to go out and buy me a mic or anything else that I needed to, to do this to run to do the to do the radio. But she said all you needed was a phone. I said, Okay. And then from there I started. I figured it out, how to use the board and everything. And hey, you what's know, up, buddy? Come here. Come here. Come here, buddy. And then <laughs> Once you know, once I started doing shows, like I said, I started with whatever music I had. Started with whatever music I had to get the station rolling, and then when I came across that one indie artist who made me change the format of what the station was going to be about, I started playing nothing. I was playing nothing but indie music. I went from one show to now. I think I have a total of eight. I think it's a total of eight. Then started from one, went from one to two, two to three, then I, then the four, then I added more. So I have a total of like eight shows now, and not too many. Even mainstream radio can't say they have. They don't do show. They don't do talk shows. They, you know, the mainstream radio is playing nothing but music. And, you know, there are some people who like, that's why you have talk radio. You have talk radio, and then you have the regular, you know, FM radio where you're going to hear nothing but music. I do do it all in one. You get music, you get talk radio. So you don't have to go to another station to hear talk radio. I give you that. You know, you want to hear, you don't have to go to another station to hear a certain genre of music. I play all genres of music. So if you are a fan of country, you might tune in one day and hear you play nothing but country. You're a fan of gospel, you may hear me one day play nothing but gospel. You're a fan of jazz, you may hear me play nothing but jazz. No matter the genre, you may hear me do a show with nothing but music from that genre, or you will hear a mixture of all the genres in one on one show where everybody, you know, gets to hear the music they like. And my love for music comes from my father, as well as my love for singing. That comes from my my dad and my uncle. You know, I have that. I I I think I have a good ear for good music, you know. So that's why when you turn it, tune into the station, you're going to hear nothing but the best in indie music. You might hear me, you know, every now and then play some old school, mix some new school with the old school on the station, but you will hear, you will always get to hear nothing but the best in indie music. And if you like it, you can always ask who the artist is. I will tell you, but sometimes I always mention artists send me their music, send me music that they haven't released yet. So I can tell you who the artist is and the name of the song, but I can't tell you where to go download or where to go stream it because they haven't released it yet. 
you know, for doing this for 13 years, you know, I've had moments, proud moments with doing radio for 13 years. One of my proudest, one of my proud moments is when I came across an artist, an R&B artist named Xavier Lewis. Six know who this, I, who this artist is because I always play his music a lot. And I came across his music, and he was Somebody posting Xavier Lewis? Yes, and he would Xavier post his music. Yes, he would post his music okay. to to um SoundCloud, and he had downloadable music on SoundCloud. And I went to his SoundCloud page, downloaded his music, and I went to uh he had an online page with his music, and I came across a song that he did called Norman Love, and I, hearing that song for the first time, I instantly fell in love with it, said I got to get that song, and then when I saw that it was on his SoundCloud, I downloaded it, been playing it ever since. He had some songs that was part of a mixtape that I, I, I downloaded the mixtape, and um, he had, I think, three, two songs or three songs on that mixtape. I those get played a lot, and as I'm playing his music, you know, people will come in because with Block Talk we have chat rooms. Those who don't who don't know Block Talk Radio, when you do your show, you have the option to open up a chat room, got people sitting in your chat and listen to whatever you do, talk radio or if it's music you're playing, they can sit in the chat, conversate with you while in the chat and hear the show. So I got people sitting in the chat, and I played Xavier Lewis's music. And those people that were sitting in the chat wound up becoming fans of his music. And so, you know, artists, they put their Facebook page up so where you could go and like their Facebook page. They went and, go, they went and liked his page, became fans of his music, all, because, all from me playing his music and exposing them to it. So that's one of my my one of my proudest moments. My second proudest moment is interviewing my one of my favorites. I interviewed him as I interviewed him as well. So that so I I'm proud that I got to interview him as well. But one of my proudest interviews is interviewing one of my favorites, Calvin Calvin Richardson. Interviewing him was one of my one of my favorite moments, proudest moments. Nice. Mm-hmm. All I did was I, hit him up. Hit him up. I actually learned about Calvin Richardson uh, through her. He, I interviewed him. He said yes, and he showed up. Wow. That's so huge. Kept, so I kept, when I was interviewing him, I kept repeating myself. One, I was shocked that <laughs> I'm interviewing him, but and this was around that time he put on an album that that was dedicated all to Bobby Walmack's music. Like he's a big fan of Bobby Walmack and he put together an album where he's singing nothing but Bobby Walmack's music. So he put out an album and this was around the time he put a, put out that album. So I'm talking to him and I said, You know if they ever did a biopic of Bobby Walmack You'll be perfect to play Bobby Womack because when you listen to this album he did, 
singing nothing but Bobby Womack. He, it, it sounds like you're listening to Bobby Womack. And I kept repeating that wow. to him. He was out with you. They, he's like, they haven't put, they haven't said they're going to do a biopic, but I appreciate it. And, you know, when you, when you interview a person you like, <clears throat> one, you know, you get a little nervous. I wasn't really nervous, nervous, but I was just so excited that I got to, that I kept, you know, saying the same thing over and over. But it was a great, even though I repeated myself, it still was a great interview. Um, another, That's well, a major, I, major thing. It, wow. But another, another, I won't say it's a prop. It could be a proud moment, but I won't call it one of my, but it's a good moment for me. I got to interview the group, the Rude Boys. And six actually knows Little Joe or the Rude Boys. So I got to interview the Rude Boys, but this is when Little Joe had, who were the two new members? Six. Who um, are the two new members of the Rude Boys? Oh my God, I I can um I cannot think of the name. And then it was two other guys. Yeah, yeah, Lil, were, yeah. You introduced Little Joe, but I can't remember the the um the two new members. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't I can't. remember them either. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Wow. I, <laughs> I don't remember them. Yeah. Over 4,000 shows, listen, you're, you're allowed, yeah. Because you know, <laughs> when, you know when our favorite group, when when they disband and put in new members, we don't really, unless the members is as good as the ones that left, we do not remember who they are. When it comes to our favorite groups, if they took out members or put in new members, we like when when you think of high five, we're thinking Tony, Preston, uh, Russell, Mac, and yeah. um, and Pooh. That's the original. That's the original high five right there. High five has new members. High five has disbanded, and has it was two different high fives. At the same well, not at the same time, but there was two two different. Before Tony Thompson passed away, he brought the group back out with new members. He didn't call up the old members and say, "Let's get back together for the album together." Nope. He he put, I think, three other members into the group. Three new members into the group. Mhm. Because that time that they dropped the album, this is when Wendy Williams was still on radio, and Tony mm. called into the station to do. Tony was at the station doing the interview with Wendy, and Trustin, who's like I said, one of the original. Well, well, I won't say original, original, but he took the place of one of the dudes that was in the group because the dude had went to jail for a murder charge. So he took his place. So basically, and this was before High Five really came out, he did like one song with them, 
He did that first single with them, and that was it, and then he went to jail. And then Trustin took his place. So when they... You've when seen Tony, a lot evolve. You've seen a lot evolve. So when Tony mm. did the interview and Trustin called in, they were like, nah, you can't... He he said, nah, you can't you can't do a whole new high five. You know, we all signed paperwork saying that we have rights to the name. So it's like if all the members sign paperwork saying they have rights to the name, Tony can't make a whole new group without getting their permission. But after they dropped mm. that one album, you know, Tony passed away. The rest in peace to Tony, but... I don't, see how he, I don't see how he passed yeah, away from it. That, that makes no sense. But I don't... And you know what's crazy? The only one from that group, the the group with Tony, the only one who stayed with High Five is Shannon. So Shannon was part of that but group with Tony. I'll answer this question. What happened to the to the air conditioner where he died. I mean, that, that don't make no sense. I've never heard anybody die from an air conditioner. Because, so, you know how, like, a car, you know when you're driving a car, you got to put antifreeze in your car? Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, same, so, the same thing, like, with um, the air conditioner, there's the stuff you have to put in there to keep it working. And when... When the air condition, if the air conditioner is not working right, just like when your car is not working right and it lasts those fumes, if you inhale those fumes, it it you can choke from the fumes. Hmm. Just like when there's a fire, if you inhale the smoke, you can choke from the smoke. The smoke, inhaling the smoke is not good for you. Why? <laughs> So that's the same kind of it's the same kind of thing with the air conditioner. That's why they they um I think they changed how they do make air conditioners now to worry about the freon and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. just like your car don't work right and it starts smoking, all those fumes you can't inhale that. Not good. Not good for your lungs. Right. Because remember, there's there's chemical, just like they say, if you, um, remember when we were kids and they say, um, they used to have the commercials, if you swallow this, by, if you swallow, like, let's say, like, I don't know who the hell is drinking bleach, but if you swallow bleach, you got to make sure you drink, have them drink water after they if they swallowed it, have them drink some water because the water will help dilute it. Because if you drink so charcoal, bleach, you charcoal takes out the toxins. Yeah, to- charcoal takes out the toxins too. Okay. You know, I just want to any, ask a question, any, not any to get off point, Shanita. Huh? I just wanted to no, not to get off off subject of that because you know there are conspiracy theories. Um. You know, so, you know, that's one way that they say, but, you know, R.I.P. to Tony, you know, the thing that I know that I admire is the fact they kept it going because a lot of groups from back at that time, 
And I'm, you just said a group, and we didn't even remember the name of them, right? They're still going. They're still going. Mm-hmm. High Five is still going. Yep. So they took yeah, something they took and, and kept going. Yeah, they kept going. And they added new members and kept going. Preston brought the group after Tony Taz. Preston brought the group back. So the original member, so the, the, the original, original member that's still in the group is Mac. And as Preston, Mac, is Shannon, is uh, Billy, and I think Fuquan is his name. So that's the new that's the members of High Five now. But I think if Tony if Tony was still alive, I think it would be Tony, he would be trust and it would be Mac. And then they would have two new members to Pooh. Because back in the day Pooh got when they got to that car accident, Pooh wound up out of the group members getting paralyzed. So, and then Russell, if you if you ever watched when they did the um, the story on High Five, the unsung Russell, mm-hmm. yes, that was deep. Yeah, that was deep. He was he um, abused his wife. Yeah, I think that happened with. Um, Jagged Edge, too, right? Dang, Jagged Edge is still at Oh, yeah, Kyle. Kyle. Mm-hmm. All, they, they still together. All four of them are still together. You even know, Nita, now that you're Kyle saying this and you're speaking about this, would you, would you have wanted, this is a question that I really would, am intrigued to ask you. Would you have wanted, knowing, and we hear all the horror stories, we done seen 50 Years of Hip Hop, R&B Excel, but you've seen a lot of people went through a lot of traumatic things, just like you was breaking it down about High Five, right? Would Mm -hmm. you have wanted that type of success? See, I think, you know what it is? When it comes to the music, I think any anybody who wants who wants or wanted to be an artist but they did, didn't get the chance, they wanted that 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 success. Just like all these artists that we fell in love with, we wanted the same success like them. Everybody wants that success, but now in this social media era, it's we want to get the success anywhere we can get it, be it a positive way or a negative way. We still want the success. Well, for me, if I would have stayed on that path of being a singer, I don't think I would. I would want to be known, but not as big like boys to men. I would want to be known by people in the industry, but not as big as boys to men. Because I don't know how we're able to handle that every time I go somewhere, you know, I got fans coming up to me or, or fans, you know, people following me because of who I am as an artist. 
Because mm-hmm. it gets, you know, it gets scary. You know, you you know, they see you as a celebrity. You may not see yourself as a celebrity, but those who love your music, they see you as one. And like, no matter where you yeah. go, you're gonna get those those fans coming up to you wanting an autograph. And what I say, as an artist, if a fan comes up to you asking an autograph, depending on where you are. I think you should oblige and give them the autograph. Because I've heard stories. Yeah, but it's where... a price that you're paying for the fame because you don't have privacy. You have to have no, people Bible, guard you I, and your family. Said, yeah. That's why I said, depending on where you are, it depends on. Like, yeah. if I'm out having dinner with my family, at least wait till at least wait till I'm finished to ask me for an autograph. Don't come up to me while I'm eating my food and be like, "Oh, can I get an autograph?" No, like at least wait till wait till I finish, then ask me for the autograph. Don't don't disturb me while I'm eating. You know, I think celebrities hate that. But if you somewhere where you know you're not eating, you know somewhere where you're not eating or you. You know, if a fan comes up to you and asks for an autograph, I think it'll be okay to be like, okay, here you go. But if it's some way where your privacy is being invaded, then no. But if it's not, you know, somewhere where you don't mind, because I've heard, like I said, I've heard stories where they said, you know, that the the when back in the day when they had the when they were still printing CDs and they would go and the music we still had music stores when the artists would do like a meet and greet at the music store that they were artists that weren't like the person asked for a picture or an autograph they'd be like no but you can't be but they they wouldn't say it nicely they would say it rudely. So now in the age of social media, you, you as an artist or actress or an actor, and the person's asking for an autograph, and you're rude about it, and the world of social media, they put that out there. Now you got people saying, oh, I don't like so-and-so anymore. They're so rude. All the fan wanted was an autograph. They ain't got to be so yeah. rude about it. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. I just think that um, to be a celebrity, I really sympathize with them and I empathize with them. That's why even if I see a celebrity, I won't, like, run up on them. I'll kind of gauge and feel like make eye contact or something, but really don't try to really do too much because um, it's like you can't be a normal person to go, like, to the supermarket, to the store, do anything like we do, Right. Everything is at almost like um like someone was saying the other day, which I was like really shocked at. They were saying that they had some kind of law that they created, like based on like Michael Jackson. Like mm-hmm. let's say for instance, Beyonce can't just go to a like, regular restaurant on her own. Like she has to have call ahead, call ahead, you know, have the restaurant closed. It's some kind of law because they said it caused pandemonium. Because if people know somebody's where they are that's famous, everybody rushes. So like you said, social media in some ways was a good thing, right? But right now I just feel it's a dangerous 
climate with social media, especially when it comes to celebrities, because they can make up a lie about you. Somebody could say something that's not true about you, right? Just to get mm-hmm. news, somebody will repeat it, and then it will take off like wildfire. And, yeah. like, I wouldn't give up my peace of mind, my privacy, my ability to be able to go places and do things that I want to do at any given time for fame. So I sympathize for them because, yes, a lot of them follow their dream. They follow what they were ordained to do, right? But it was at a cost. Industry is a scary place. Like, even though we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and we're seeing things evolve, it doesn't feel the energy like, let's say, for instance, Remember how the energy from the 80s changed with the 90s, like far as R&B, right? You had the whispers and all these old groups that had to kind of like change their, their style during the 80s to keep up with the times that were changing. To me, the 90s was the best, hands down, because everything was new. The sounds were new. The styles were new. It was samples. A lot of hip-hop was sampled off of the old-school music. But now it just, the frequency to everything, the industry and everything just feels robotic. Do you understand what I mean by that? So when you said that, yeah, yeah you, would, you would have wanted the fame but not the inability to, like you said, have dinner with your family and stuff like that, like, you can look on TikTok and see if you're a celebrity and you go out, everybody stops you. I don't even think they could go to the bathroom by themselves. It's very invasive now. Yeah. I think sometimes when we look at things and we say, Dag, you know, like even me with um, when I was um, outside the other day and I was like selling drinks and stuff like that. And then when I started talking to people, you know, about certain things, and I'm like, I'm not lying. Look look at my book. They was like, we're sitting here with somebody who's famous. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not famous. I'm here just like you. I just accomplished different things. There's a difference. Because I don't want fame. I do it to save lives and save souls, not for monetary or what do you call it, um, the clout or the fame. So you, the do fact it, that, you do it for the love. You do it for the love of the people and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Because our people don't have much genuine love anymore, you know. And the fact I'm like y'all are inspiring me because I love to talk, right? And I love to talk to people, but I'm more of a person like, um, I guess it is in person, like when I was in Bronxdale and they were telling me that the neighborhood was predominantly Jewish and Italian at one point, you would never know these things unless you spoke to people from the neighborhood because it's an image perpetuated, right? You was in Bronxdale? You was in the movie, Bronxdale? No, I lived in Bronxdale Projects. That's where I live. And we had a family day. So I was sitting around a lot of the older people who were telling their stories, just amongst them listening. And they were laughing at me because my mouth was open because I was educated on things that I didn't know. 
I uh, really didn't know that it had this much uh, history. Uh-huh. They're not too far from, I think they said the first White Castle, and they said they used to come out on skates. We have a profound history. Even I hope that um, that you guys, even one day, might even do um, like a documentary type of thing to talk about your radio journey. because. Hopefully, yeah, if we could put it in a cool. time capsule, but that'll be something dope to pass down to the next generation, right? Yeah, because I, I tell you, I um, I started at a very early age with music. I mean, I credit my father to everything on music. But then as far as mentoring, um, if, if you look up Lynn Tolliver, that's that's how I got my start in radio. And... Um, it, it's it's interesting. It's, you, you look him you up. You said Len Oliver. Uh, Tolliver, T O L L I V E R. Yeah, look look him up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know who used to who I used to love, Lenny Green. He said you Okay. I know that, but you. Oh. Oh man. Uh-huh. It's like, and so, yeah. remember they had um, CD oh. 101.9, they had Kiss FM. That was the first time that I heard um, hip-hop was, um, what was it, Shanita, the station? Um, hold on, they just said his name. Marley, uh, you know, Marley. I'm, I'm getting old, so my memory. Um, Red Alert, and the other one was on the other station. They were the two GJs that used to battle. But they, but see, the thing is, they played old school hip-hop. See, mainstream radio, when they started playing hip-hop, they were playing old school hip-hop. So on Fridays, Fridays and Saturdays, because remember, remember WBLS used to broadcast from the shadow. That's the right. Shadow the Shadow yes. and the other Emmys, remember? They used to broadcast from yes. the Shadow. Time they used to broadcast yes. from the Oh, yes. Yes, they and did. And you would really get to hear hip-hop. R&B was not a problem. But see, everybody everybody thought hip-hop was a fad. Like, it's going to come and go. Like, one of those things. Oh, They did say that. Yeah, they did tell us that. But when you think about it, out of all the genres, hip hop, hip hop is the biggest. Mhm. They said multi-billion-dollar culture. Yes. You can't even call it an industry because it became a culture. Right? That's what and So when you say hip-hop, hip-hop is just not music. So hip-hop is rapping. So you say rap, graffiti, breakdancing. Those were the elements of hip-hop and the fashion. Mm-hmm. So you got fashion, yes. you got you got breakdancing, you got graffiti, and you got rapping. Those are the elements 
that make up hip hop. Yes. So you, when you look up, when you go to a streaming app and you look music up, you will see it say rap slash hip hop, or it might just say hip hop. Hip hop is hip hop was never meant to be a genre. Culture. It was our culture. It was our culture, but they took it and made it into a genre. So it's just instead of saying, oh, rap, they're saying rap. Now the whole, the genre as a whole is hip-hop. You know, people say, oh, I'm a hip-hop artist. Now, people don't say I'm a rap artist anymore. People say I'm a hip-hop artist. But in order to yes. be hip-hop, you have to have all of those elements. Not to say you need to be a break dancer, but hip-hop is all of those elements I mentioned. Yes. And it became so much broader and bigger than what we ever thought. Because I know, um, <laughs> you know, we, I remember taping off of the radio yeah. before they had mixtape. When you, I don't know if you remember tape, that, Nita. You got your blank tape, you put it in, you recorded what was on the radio. And now I we think it's going to come back to basics. And now music has evolved to where now to hear our favorite song, we have to stream it. <laughs> yeah. And no thought it was that music in general would get this far to where now you have to stream it to hear your favorite song. Yeah. You know. The days of going to the record shop and buying that song you like after from hearing it on the radio, those days are gone. So now... I don't know if you remember, we used to go to 125th Street. It was a big record store on 125th Street. I can't remember the name of it, but that used to be where we used to go to find all the new um, hip-hop and also meet artists. I think you was talking about the meet and greet. Yeah. Artists used to do meet and greet. We create it and they take over it once it becomes um, profitable. So now when artists do it, they do it after their concert. So after their concert, they'll do a meet and greet. Before, and they get the money from that. Before it was go to the record station when your album came out and then have the people, have your fans buy your album, you sign the album cover, or if they want to take pictures, you take pictures. But like I said, some of the art, some of the artists had, you know, had them attitudes where they like, no, they didn't want to take pictures, they didn't want to sign autographs, they, they just wanted the people to buy their music. And it turns, and you know, and you hear people say, well, I used to be a fan of so-and-so, because they came across that person, that artist, and they didn't like their attitude. So they stopped being fans of that artist.
you know, but music, music, and a whole is going to keep on evolving. It's always going to be streaming networks for for us to listen. You know, they started. You know, they started with a track. They started with forty five, forty five. The A tracks, from A tracks, cassettes, and vinyl. They do away with the, the cassettes. They did away with vinyl. They did away with the A track. But if you still got an A track playing some A track, it still should work. But you know they do away with um with make with with the record players. You know you have the stereo system where you got the tape deck, the, the record player. And once that, when once they brought CDs into play, it, the stereo system evolved into where you had a CD player. You still, they still did the cassette players, but you had a CD player as well, and you had the record player. So now they they bringing back the vinyl, but artists are bringing back vinyl as a as a limited limited edition of their album. So, like, for those of you who are traditional DJs, I mean, that really use a turntable, then I would say get the vinyl of your favorite artist whose music you like to play as a DJ. But if you like today's, most of today's, and using Serrato's, and for those who don't know what Serrano's are, Serrano's is, it's a turntable, but it's a turntable where you can use CDs instead of records to mix the music as a DJ. thought about being an actual DJ, I would, I would have to go the old school route of being a DJ, where I'm carrying the records and playing the records and mixing off of the records, not no CDs. I'll have I'll have to go the old school route in that way. Because, you know, so many people call themselves DJs but they're not they're not using traditional DJ equipment. They're using Serato. And if you were if you're truly gonna be a DJ, I would say learn the traditional way and use actual records, and then, you know, like, you, you travel in the gigs, you can use a Serato, because no, one no one's going to take a plane to carry a bunch of records, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. So I would say learn the traditional way of being a DJ, and then when you travel in for gigs, that's when you use your Serato's. Got another call on the line that will open up your mic. What's up, caller? Three cents. Hey, what's up? One. It's Xavier. Can you hear me? Can you, can you hear me? Hey, it's Xavier. Love the show. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Listen, I'm a DJ as well in Las Vegas. I love what you're saying because there's so many wannabes and people trying to get into this game that don't know anything about what they're talking about. Let me tell you how I do it with my equipment. Are you there? 
Yeah, so here's the thing I've been doing. You know, I, I started this new trend in Vegas. Everybody's coming out to the club. I'm, I'm going to be in a Bellagio tonight doing the same trend. I put my nuts right on the record, start scratching it back and forth. And listen, if you want to come by, I put my nuts on your mouth. We could do that as well. Okay. That was crazy. Isn't that sad? This new generation, people do stuff for clout? That's a perfect example. Trolls. There you go. You made it to the big time. Middles. We take the time to call. You're able to see the number, and that's what you decide to do. Great job. You played yourself. Whoever that was that called, you played yourself. I'm Attention sure Xavier is not speaking. speaking. If there's no world, you will call a server, a radio station, and give your real name and talk about putting your nets on the record. You that really bored. Sick. You that bored that you called us from Vegas and talk about putting your nets on the record. I've been through this. I, no. And nothing surprises me with doing radio because I've been through this before. And I'm going to share the story. So, years ago, so it was a big rainstorm, right? And usually with block talk, when it rains, it messes with the, it messes with the, um, the servers. So, it was messing with the servers, so people were calling into my show. You know, I'm excited. You got people calling into the show. And, you know, I had people in my chat because, of the, you know, like I said, because of the rainstorm, it was messing with the service. So I got my chat room was kind of full with people. And I think this is when I was doing a, I wasn't playing music. I was doing a talk, talk show at the time. And so the guy called in. And, you know, I'm letting, you know, I'm letting, you know, people call in. I let them talk, whatever. Whatever the subject is that I'm talking about, I let them talk. So the guy, a guy calls in and says, have you ever been teabagged before? So if you don't know what teabag means, I will explain it, what it means. This is a, a such term. And this is where men take their balls and put it on your face. So you know how they say for a woman, you know how a person would say, have you ever oh, been motivated? I've heard it before. I've heard it before. <laughs> I've heard it before, sis. You know, but you I think a person have you ever been motivated by a woman? Well, that's just, it's the same thing, but it's just that a man is using his nuts as you put it, and he's putting it on your face. So the guy said that on air, and then I had another guy on the line, and the guy was just listening. So when I hung up on the guy, right, the other guy that was on the line, he said, I can't believe some people. And so, but what was funny, there was an argument going back and forth in the chat room while I'm doing the show. So I'm I'm looking at what people are typing in the chat. They're going back and forth arguing. People are calling in. 
and it's just because the the um, servers were messed up, like the lines were crossing the servers, it was going crazy. And I'm just like, wow. I'm just like, you really calling in here talking about teabagging? I was like, you really putting yourself out there? You don't know who your boss could be listening. You on live on radio talking about teabagging. <laughs> and you don't know who. The thing about this, any station you listen to on here, you never know who's listening because there are people that are listening by phone and there's people that are listening through their computers. Mm-hmm. So when they're listening by phone, I can see the numbers. I can see your telephone number, the whole number. It don't just give you half a number. It gives you the whole number that if I wanted to, I could have copied down your whole number and called you back and said what you said was disrespectful. <laughs> like, it gives you, that people don't understand, you know, it, they just want to troll. And it'd be, to be honest, it'd be a lot of white people that be trolling. It's attention-seeking, mentally ill behavior. And that's what I'm talking about as far as, you know, the positivity that you spread on the radio, look at stuff, stuff like that that you have to endure and still keep going and still keep chucking. And just like a record used to skip back in the days and then you keep on playing. You got to keep going. And I think that social media made people way too comfortable with disrespecting people because you never know who somebody knows. You never know. You might That's think why. that you're hiding behind a computer. You might think that you're hiding behind a fake username. You don't know if a brother or a sibling of ours is a hacker and they could find your exact location and have something happen to you. Like, these people are mentally ill. So when it comes to stuff like that, I'm proud of how you, <laughs> excuse me, you handled it and kept it moving. And don't give them the attention that you're trying to get because when he obviously was hearing us talk about something positive, uplifting and you want to throw it off track because you heard the accent in the voice, right? So it could kind of give mm-hmm. you an idea of the type of person and the type of people he come from. You get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't skip a beat. That's one thing about them. They could do whatever they want to do. When you're ordained by God, you're a protector, baby, and you're going to always fulfill, you know, what you got to fulfill. And to me, that's like the same thing that I talked about just now with fame. Right? When you become famous, Mm -hmm. you have sick people who just fixate and do things for no reason. Yeah. It's just weird. And like I said, that's why I don't really want the fame um, because... People don't know. I'm from the Bronx, you know. We different. We a different breed. Y'all play games like that in the suburbs, and y'all would get dragged and wouldn't even make it to the border. But moving right along, um, like I said before, you know, the industry and everything that's going on with hip-hop, you see how we're talking about us and our things? That disturbs people because these are the same people that, 
oh, this is a fad. Oh, this is double music. Now your now your kids, your grandkids are this to our beat. How about that? And I believe yep. that. I believe that because there are a lot of up and coming people, um, hip hop artists, um, that to me are going to take it to the next level. So yeah, I don't. I think know, it's going to be one of those those genres, just that game, it's going to end up like rock and roll. Man, if you notice, hip hop started as out as conscious music and it evolved into what it evolved in today. But hip hop started out as conscious music. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. But sis, they moving right along. Look, just like how you did 13 years, you're going to do another 13, another 20 added on to that. As long as God put breath in your lungs, you're going to keep striving. You're going to keep um, uplifting playing music that no one else even thinks of or want to play. That's, that's why that's why I, I thought about it. That's why no one's giving indie artists the airplay they deserve. Like, in order for mainstream radio to play your music, you got to have a buzz behind your name as an artist. And if you don't have a big enough buzz, they're not giving you that opportunity. And I mentioned this story many a times during during radio to explain to the artist. So there was a female producer who I interviewed, right? I said, okay, I was told from an artist, you know, she's a female producer, you know, you should interview her. And I said, okay. So I interviewed her. So she goes, she goes. After we, this is like maybe months, maybe a month after we, I interviewed her. <clears throat> she, she created this beat, and she was looking for an artist to feature on her beat. So, an artist by the name of Stardom, who I was playing on the station at the time, them two they linked up. And he was featured on that beat. Well, she got an interview with a radio station, right? And so, because I know who she is, I know who the artist is that featured was featured on the song. I go and I tune in. So the interview starts, and they're talking, and the guy's like, "Yeah, so you know." You know, the song is dope and all, you know, you know, get for you for us, you know, for it to get, get in rotation on the station, you got to get the people to call in or uh, to call in and request the song. And as I'm, as I'm in the, and as I'm in the chat while the interview is going on, I'm, and I'm just sitting, I'm sitting and I'm thinking to myself, but if they don't listen to the station, they're not going to call in 
to request that song. And I'm and I'm and I and this and I'm like I'm just sitting there to the interview and she and they just go so he plays the song, the song is not a bad song. And you know, after the song they tell her, Yeah, get your pieces to call in, request the song, we'll put it in rotation. I'm saying, but what if her people don't listen to the station? They're listening now because she's being interviewed. Once she's being interviewed, they're going to forget about what station she was just on being interviewed. They're not going to forget the song because that's her song and they're her people, but they're going to forget the station she was just on being interviewed. He was like, oh, to get your song in rotation, you got to get the people to, to call in and request the song. I'm like, well, I'm right now I'm only listening because she's on it. But if she's not on it, you're not doing anything spectacular as the DJ or the host that's making me want to come back. You're just interviewing somebody, and there's nothing spectacular about the interview that's making me want to come back to be like, I'm going to request her song. This is why I say to artists all the time, you know, once you get airplay or the song, you always got airplay. You don't need people to call in and request your music because I'm going to play it regardless. And if you if you tune in one day you don't hear your song, it's because maybe I'm not playing that genre of music your song is in. So you may tune in one day I'm playing gospel, if you're a hip-hop artist, you're not going to hear hip-hop during a gospel show. Not. So don't be mad if you tune in one day and your song is not playing. Because when I say I'm going to play your music, I give my word I play your music. And I continue to play it. No matter how old the song may be, I still play it. And it fits in the show, whatever genre I'm playing. If it's R&B, and I'm playing R&B, it fits in there. If I'm playing hip-hop, it's hip-hop, it fits in there. If it's gospel, you know, it fits in there. But I'm not like these other stations that charge you for airplay. Well, as they say, not airplay, but for spins. So they charge you for you to get a certain amount of spins and an interview. So, but, and you don't know if the spins is going to be for the whole month. You don't know if the spend is going to be for a week. You don't know if the spend is going to be for a few days. You're paying for an interview and you're paying for spend. Beginning, I said, as DJs, I don't call myself a DJ. Whenever you hear me announce myself, I call myself a radio host. I don't ever call myself a DJ, a disc jockey, even though that's technically what we what we are called, but I call myself a radio host. And um, yeah, I just lost my train of thought for a minute there. So I'm like, you know, you always get airplay. You know, it doesn't matter when your music came out. I'm going to still play it. And I don't charge for airplay. But I feel as this jockey's radio host, you need the airplay, I need the music. So we're helping each other out, like that barter system. You know, that barter system really helps. But business need help, and you can help that business, and 
and that business can help you in some way, you do the barter system where no money exchanges hands, but we help each other grow. And that's what I'm doing with this radio station is that by you getting your music played here, I'm helping you get exposed to people you would never have been exposed to. And then by by me playing your music, you're also in hand telling people, yo, this is where my music is being played, and they're coming to the station to listen to the station and hear your music being played. So we're helping each other out, you know, like in the barter system, we're helping each other out. And if you go into the archives, you can see all the interviews I've done with some of the artists whose music got played on the station. And I still get played on the station. I see my boy six, six drop his call, and he can't call back in. But I appreciate my boy Six joining me tonight. Um, as my sis Nicola joining me. If you remember, for those that if you remember, she was on here with the ladies that were part of the book as well. And they were talking That's about correct. the sciences, and and it, I it haven't checked. I haven't checked since um, since you did that interview of what the numbers were. Since since you did since y'all were on air, I haven't checked, and I can wow. check. And I can check. I didn't even think about that. Because I can check and I can tell you what because being that like I said, all shows are archived, so even though when the show first happened, let's say you got five it says five people listened. From that time to now, that number could have tripled, could have you know, quadrupled. We don't know. That's true. That's true. So, I think I'm, you know, I'm still selling books. I'm still doing what I have to do. You know, I don't, you know, it's it's good to have the exposure and one hand washes the other. And it was something that you said just now. You said you don't charge the artist, right? Which mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with not doing that, but I think at least, at the very least, if somebody puts you on, support them. Support them, that's all. Yeah. That's it's like I a say, saying you know. that, <clears throat> excuse me, sis, your brother, and Will used to say, one hand wash the other, both hand wash the face. I think that's, you know, how that goes about when it comes to that. So, since, the last time you was here and you um was promoting your book since since and that was December before the new year came in. And so far yes. right now it's at thirty listens. That means thirty people have listened to you and all the other ladies share your story. Okay. Okay. That's nice to hear. And August so that's 
Well, I, I'm not, me and Mav ain't me and Mav ain't the best of friends, so I'm not gonna even try to count and do all of that. <laughs> yeah, no, we ain't gotta do all that, sis, because I don't do it for that. I do it for the love of it. I do it no, that no, hopefully, just, if I save one soul, or if I save one person, then I did what God ordained me to do. See, I'm saying this because you know, for the people that are listening, they know this was in December of last year. And we're now yes. on to this year. Even mm-hmm. the, the the numbers will keep changing because this show is ar- the show is archived. So they might even go back after hearing this and say, "Well, wait a minute, let me go back and listen to that show." Mm-hmm. Right. And I then understand. Because the there was there was one show I did, and I was like, "Oh, like it was low numbers." And then when I go back and look. It said I have 500 listens. I said, what? It's 500? I said, what? <laughs> because the shows are archived. So for those who are getting into doing radio here on Block Talk, you know, in my beginning stages, I used to be upset because the listens, when I go check to see how many people listen, and it was oh, it would always say zero, and I used to be up, be mad at that. And be like, nah, I don't want to do it no more because the numbers are saying zero. Because every time I do a show, say zero, zero, it would say zero as far as listens go. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of discouraging to see that, to see that it says zero. Don't let that, when you start out, don't let it discourage you. Keep going, keep going. Because the numbers will change. Your shows are archived. So no matter if they tuned in when it first happened, they could always go back and listen, and your numbers will change. Because a lot of shows that started out as zero are now in the hundreds to 200s, 300 listens, 500. So your numbers, your numbers will grow in time. Your numbers will get because you know everybody has a goal. Like I had a, I had a goal of hitting. 500,000 as far as listeners go, hitting 500,000 because there was a female female host that I, I used to listen to her show. She doesn't do radio anymore. But oh, wow. I would listen to her show and she was like, she said she hit a million. And I'm like, and this was in the early, not in the early stages for me, but like in the middle, in the middle she was like, yeah, she had a million listens. And I said, a million? And I'm like, my goal, and what? I said to go for myself, okay. I said to go for myself to hit half of that. And right now I'm, I'm at 300 and something thousand. You know, and it's slowly, it's slowly but surely is getting there. But I'm not rushing it to be like an overnight thing to where, I turn, I look at my numbers tomorrow, and it's going to say five. I'm going to let it progress slowly as it's doing, not trying to rush it, but that's my goal to hit, at least hit 500,000. Okay. Because I'm already close to 500,000. I'm already close to 500,000 with just doing episodes. You know, you could do one video that goes viral and get on a million, right? Everything is sensationalism now. So basically, like, um, 
I know that you've been posting up more on TikTok, like I have been trying to, too. But we're not those girls, you know. See, for me, TikTok, I, you know, TikTok for me was supposed to be used it for business purposes, where just like on here where you hear best and best and best and then the music, I was doing the same thing on well, TikTok was going to be where, let's say, if an artist dropped a snippet of music or, or if they dropped a video, a snippet of a music video, that I would take that snippet, post it to my TikTok, and whenever I, whenever I post an artist on my social media, I always say RTS artists because these are artists who I actually play on the station. Or if I don't play them on the station, at some point, their music will be played on the station, and I say RTS artists. So if you ever see a post through me, social media, and I'm playing an artist who's giving your artist video or, like, their music, a snippet of their music, it's always going to say RTS artist in the artist's name. The artist might see it themselves and be like, what the hell is RTS? Because they're not familiar with the station. But at least just let them know that their music is being played. That somebody nice. taking a right to their music and is giving it the airplay it deserves. That's nice. My, that's basically what my social media is used for. So now on TikTok, you choose what I cooked for dinner. If it's something like something new I cooked. You'll send me post it and it'll say what it is. That's what I, you know, that's what I do. Now on TikTok, if I make a dish, I get creative in the kitchen. Come up with my own dish. I'll take pictures of it. I might show you, sometimes I might show you step by step of what I did or take pictures of exactly what ingredients I use and stuff. You know, I would do that, and then it posts to Facebook, but it used to post directly to Instagram for me, so I didn't have to repost it on Instagram. So, yeah, that's what I was doing. That's what I'm doing at the moment. And one of my latest things I've done is if you see the picture, it is in corn chowder. Have you ever had corn chowder as a soup? Well, I've taken that you idea. Know. Well, I I love I, as far as like soups go. I'm a chicken noodle soup person. I'm not a tomato soup person, but Progresso has a tomato soup that I like. And that's the only tomato soup that I would eat. That's um, Progresso brand. Um, but so one day, this is something about 10 years ago I did this, where I had some ramen in the house. And I like corn chowder. And I had some chick, like um, the Purdue shortcut to chicken. I had that. And I was like, you know what? I have a taste for some soup. So I made myself chicken corn chowder. And then I said, you know what? We got some ramen. 
and I mixed it with the ramen. So you're getting, so basically you're getting two scoops in one. That's what I was doing. Mm. Two scoops in one. Mm-hmm. It sounds good. You know, so most, and you know, filling. Most soups, right. So, you know, most soups, they have the noodles in it. Most soups have noodles in it. So it's like, if I didn't put, if I didn't do the corn chowder, it'd be like giving myself, even though it's ramen noodles, it'd be like having chicken noodle soup. If I didn't put the corn chowder part in there, it'd be just like having chicken noodle soup. Because, you know, ramen and chicken flavors don't actually have chicken in it. But, you know, when you think of chicken noodle soup, you would think of it like that. And then I just, you know, made the, I said, you know, I love the corn chowder. So I made myself corn chowder. And I put it all together and came up with a soup. That sounds really good. I'm actually going to try that. Because it's more like a vegan dish as well, too. So, and it's easy. The corn chowder part is easy to make. You can use frozen corn. You can use fresh corn. You can use corn in a can. The first time I did okay. it, I had the sweet corn in the can, and then I had the cream style, the cream style corn in the can. So what I did is I took the cream style corn, I put it in the blender, and then I um, and I took the regular corn. Took, say took about, I say half, a, a little bit, I like a half a can, mixed out with the cream style corn, blended it up. Like it's like a soup consistency, and then and then I take the rest of the corn because it's corn chowder, so you want to show the pieces of corn in there. Then I have some chicken. I chopped up the chicken. I put that, and then I I saw the ramen. Added the ramen, and that's how I came with came up with the soup. Cause like like I like watching other people like seeing other people like a recipe or something I get inspired, but I I get inspired and I make like my own version. Might mm-hmm. not be the same. It's like as, experimenting. Mhm. Like I, you know, you know how they say like with seafood they say oh you can't add cheese to seafood. But you see people cook and make dishes with cheese and seafood, even though they say cheese and seafood don't go together. <laughs> so I'm like one of those type of I'm one of those type of cooks where when when like things that you normally won't see together come together, and I make a whole new whole new dish. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. I've been doing that recently, like stepping out of my comfort zone. I was telling someone I like to do a fusion of Southern, Caribbean, and Latin dishes. So you can kind of like, you know, mix and match, like you said. Like for me, yeah. So 
I've done like uh like when it comes to breakfast, I get creative when it comes to breakfast. Like I I'm sure many people have done it, but I haven't seen people done it, but after I've done it, I see a lot of people doing it. And that's using waffles, being even though it's frozen waffles, but using waffles as your bread to make a breakfast sandwich. Like, say that you got a taste for a breakfast sandwich. It's like, you know what? I don't have no bread, but I got waffles. You can use the waffles as your bread to make a breakfast sandwich. The same thing, you'd be like, you know what? I ain't got bread, but I got frozen pancakes. The same thing with the pancakes. You can use that as your bread substitute to make your breakfast sandwich. Yes. And and I I make Mexican a lot in this house. Now whenever I feel I want Mexican, I make Mexican. I do a lot of Italian. So I remember one time I was like, you know what? I feel like a quesadilla, and I made myself a breakfast quesadilla using the waffles. Using I've done it with using. Tortillas, and I think I've done it with um, using the waffles as well. You know, just thinking that I brought yeah, that's so good. Everything you eat for breakfast, be it you eat bacon, eggs, whatever, whatever meat and eggs, the cheese and all that. I made a breakfast case of Yeah, that's how good. Yeah, so it was like a lot. Of, a lot of dishes I created is just come from the creation in my head. That's why whenever I post my food, I always put hashtag my creation. Because even if I saw somebody make a variation of that, I, it's still my creation. It may not be the same as this, but it's still my creation. Like, New York is known for chopped cheese. I live out in New Jersey. New Jersey is not known for chopped cheese. And in Jersey, you're not going, you're not going to find too many places that will make your chopped cheese. And if you know the basics of what a chopped cheese is, you can make your own. It's not that hard. And it's not that hard to make yourself a chopped cheese. Man, you know what I've been open. You know I, I'm Philadelphia Eagles. That's my team. Sorry for everybody that love New York, but they cheese steaks. Oh, that's what made me fall in love. And I'm I'm gunning yes, to my make own. my exactly with the real beef. Now, do do some people say steakums, but steakums cost more than the real beef now, and it's processed. Yes. I don't understand that. I'm not, I remember back in the day. My mom used to buy it. Go to the like a like Friday night. If she's cooking, yes, it's this Friday. So like not every Friday, but almost every Friday we have fish for dinner. It'll be fish. It'll be French fries and a salad. She would go to the supermarket and get the whiting, and we would have whiting or the fish market. Your whiting. 
and you get a bag of french fries and a salad, and that will be dinner. Saturday, nobody cooks. Saturday, will nobody cooks, so you fend for yourself. But Friday, it will be like, or go to the supermarket, get lunch meat, and make yourself a sandwich. But it will be something... It will always be something quick. We would have for dinner on Fridays and Saturday. Nobody cooked. Sunday was always, you know, the big Sunday dinner. But so we still do the same thing out here. It's just that sometimes I may feel like making Mexican, so I'll go to the supermarket, get the tortillas, get the meat, get the cheese, and then I make my different variations of Whatever I feel like, it could be a burrito, it could be a quesadilla, or the taquitos, and I put, you know, I put my own spin on it. It ain't going to be exactly how you would get it if you was getting it from Chipotle. It's not going to be exactly how you get it if you went to an authentic Mexican restaurant. It's going to be my variation. It's going to be good, but it's going to be my variation. As it should. As it should. Yep. I've been experimenting with the drinks. And when I say I made I some slamming drinks this weekend, they sold out. And, I, and I've and been doing the same thing, but not alcoholic drinks, just regular stuff we drink the in the house. So, yeah. yeah. So what I've been doing is, so you know you go to the store, you get you some iced tea, you regular iced tea, you get some lemonade, put it together, you got a half and half, which what they call is an Arnold Palmer, is what they call an Arnold Palmer, but I just say half and half because I'm not Arnold Palmer, so it's half and half. <laughs> and I've been experimenting with different other fruits that would go with either the tea or go with both the tea and the lemonade. So I've come up with so... I've done dragon fruit, so I've made, so what I, I make my own, so you know um, Starbucks has the dragon fruit and the strawberry, and they call it dragon yes. fruit and strawberry. So my version, it's a lemonade, and my version is called, drag, I call it dragon berry, because you're using strawberry and you're using dragon fruit, so I call it dragon berry. So it's just Basically, strawberry and dragon fruit blended, you know, together mixed with lemonade. And then I did it. I think I did a half and half as well with the tea and the lemonade. So a lot of, but I when I started doing that, I would do either peach or mango, peach or mango, and then I started, you know, using other fruits and mixing it. So now the thing I just recently I just recently made blueberry lemonade, and that's it. You can use frozen or you can use fresh. But blue, if, if you like blueberries, blueberry lemonade is good. Another fruit that's um, – another fruit, I use mango, I use peach, but I get the Goya nectar, and I use that to make my peach and mango lemonade or the half and half. And then when I have the fresh fruit, you know, I use the fresh fruit 
I or I'll do the frozen and just make sure after you blend it that you strain it because certain fruits have seeds and the seeds don't blend up very well. So that's why after you blend it you have to put it through a strainer so that you get all yeah. the juice in that back up behind. Well, if you buy if you buy the nectar, it's already taken care of for you. And what is it, Grace Foods? They have a they have a pineapple ginger one that is good that you can make as a lemonade. And that's if you a fan of ginger because it does have a it does have a strong ginger taste to it. But if you a fan of ginger, that'll work perfectly as a lemonade. <laughs> And so I've been looking into I I've been looking into having my juices manufactured, but the companies are not located near me. And one company that I talked to, they're located in California. They can all I gotta do is give them the ingredients, and they can formulate the juice just how I want it, because what I said to them is I want to make juice that not only can you make lemonade and stuff out of it, that you can also use it to make a cocktail. So it will go great with, like, some alcohol, not just just drinking it by itself, and it will go great with some alcohol. And this company said they can do that. I just have to, if I decide to use them, they they will form, they have people there that will formulate what, exactly what I want. But the thing is to buy units, a certain, a certain amount, but they don't, they don't hold it for me to where they hold, like if somebody was to order it, that they can ship it for me. And I, you know, I charge the shipping price for it, but they will hold it. For, nope, I have. And once they do it for me, they will send me however many bottles that the minimum amount of bottles I'm supposed to get for whatever price they charge. And I will house it, but I'm looking for a company that will put it together for me, be able to house it for me so that when people place orders, that they will be able to ship it because I have no space to hold it. And I'm also wow. looking for I'm also looking for someone who can put my seasoning blends that I've created for me as well, but I don't want to house it because one company that I talked to, it says, I would have to buy a thousand units, meaning that's a thousand seasoning bottles that I would be housing to sell. And being that I don't have the space for it, but see, seasoning, I'm okay with like housing seasoning. Everybody uses seasoning, so but I don't have the space to put a thousand bottles of seasoning. But if I did, then I would, you know, I would say, okay, you can make it for me, and 
if I had the space, I would say, go ahead, you can make it for me. So I'm just looking for some, uh, a company that can put it together for me, be able to house it to where that if I put it up online, people could go and buy it and they'd be able to ship it for me. So this way they make their money. You know, they made their money, I'm making my money, and if I need, I can always, you know, go back and order more, you know, they can house it. I'm really proud of you, sis. Keep doing your thing. Keep yeah. doing your thing. I, and I'm going to keep doing it, too. Yeah. Cause you Just the feedback that I got stuff. this weekend alone, you know, that that really kind of put a spark back in me because people was like, um, this one lady, Miss Nancy, God bless her soul, for my neighborhood. And she was like, girl, you could feed a village and you sitting up here playing? Yeah, I'm like, you know, if you come up with, like, ideas to, of, of like, season or whatever, like, any type of sauce, you know, you know, write it down, you know, and then if you ever think about bottling it, you should do that. Just like I'm thinking of it, you should be doing it too. Because you, you cook, you may not cook a lot, but you still do cook, and people like your cooking. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a good thing that people like your cooking. You know, because my nephew said to me, because out here, what people do now, people, you know, to make extra money, they they make plates and sell them. Remember people used to do that? Do yes. the first fry and sell the plates. Well, out here they really do it, and they wind up turning it into a business. And my nephew told me I should do that, but even though I love to cook, it's not in me enough to want to cook and sell like cooking for the fam that's you know that that's not a problem but cooking to the point where people ask me oh can you I'll pay you if you make this for me like somebody asked say you know I love love the way you make something can you make that for me and I'll pay you to make it yeah they ask but I'm not just going to be like oh I'm going to start Doing make you know making plates and selling them no. I would do it, but I think the pop up shops here in New York is hot. But out there, it's like it's less regulation. Like you could do more. I was thinking about coming out there this weekend and doing a little something, but I'm not sure. You know, everything's up in the air. Cause, cause out here we don't have. Like, New York has a lot of soul food places out here. Especially where I'm at, there's not a lot of soul food places. And that's one thing that's, that's missing. A real, we had soul food places, but they ain't last that long. Because you know, you know how it is. You know you how gotta it go is. Like you got to go, like, to Newark, Irvington. Yeah, you got to go to, like, you know. You know how you go to the restaurant and... You taste the food and you're like, it's okay. You know how people hype up a restaurant and then you go there and you're like, oh, it's okay. 
And I think with a lot of the restaurants, soul food restaurants that have been out here, it's like, oh, it's okay. And then some of them, they're not really making money because of the prices. I understand that prices are going up on the items that you need to make the food you sell. But when you make it two, you make it one too expensive for people to want to even go in there to, to buy something. Like my my nephew's friend's father owned the restaurant. You know, the one of the plates started at seventeen dollars, seventeen ninety nine for one of the plates, and that was depending on what meat you was getting in your plate. I'm not spending close to twenty dollars, wow. you know, close to twenty dollars on a plate of food. I get it. It's you know because of the economy, the way the economy is going, you know, a lot of stuff than they usually get before. So now you have to charge more in order to make up co- make up for course or what you spend in to get the meat to cook the stuff to sell to the people. And I get it's that. It's expensive. But it's expensive. Keep it. For me, I feel if they keep it at a reasonable price, they keep all the items reasonably priced, they will have more people coming to the door and have good food. Reasonably priced and good food, people will keep coming to the door. Because restaurants are It's hard to have that when the food costs so much so hard, you know? But see, I think we're out here where I'm at, they charge too much for the rent, the, the, the rent space of the building and where they're housing, the, where the restaurant is. I think a lot of restaurants close because the rent, the rent is the rent is too much and they're not making enough to where it's covering the cost to buy more food and to pay the rent. So after a while, they wind up shutting down. But we need a good, we need a good soul food restaurant because for some reason, you if you notice, even in New York, out of all the restaurants, you know what lasts the longest out of all the restaurants we ever seen is Chinese food restaurants. Even with the high inflation on prices. Chinese food restaurants still last. Since I moved out here, the same Chinese restaurant is still going. <laughs> it's still going. They've changed cooks. It's still going strong. I mean, and and now and these other restaurants are like shutting down. It's like. We need to talk to them, the people who own Chinese restaurants, to see how they last so long. Because yeah, it's hard. Remember, four chicken wings used to be that you could get back in our back in the days. We used to get like four chicken wings for like two dollars. You can get that was four a long time ago. Back. I barely remember that. Right, <laughs> right now. The Chinese restaurant I was just talking about, chicken wings and french fries is now $9 and change. Mm. 
Before, remember, we can get chicken wings and french fries for four dollars and change. And Eight now dollars it's now. Nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Even though they raise the prices, they're still open. That's why I said I need to talk to them to see what they're doing. That even though their prices are, they have the raise their prices that they're still going strong. I need to know the secret. Because <laughs> if, if, if there's a secret and they can tell me, I will open a restaurant. <clears throat> to be a Chinese food restaurant and last as long as they have when other restaurants is like, oh, it's, it's rent too high, Cost of buying food for the restaurant too much, and they still they still. Then you gotta pay your staff. Yep, but see with them, it's families. They working with families, so and saw a video where they say, you know why the Asian community was so good? Because you know what the Asian community do, and I seen this in the video. So. You, let's just say you want to start a business, like right? you want to start a restaurant. Everybody will pool their money together, right? And every everybody's putting money into the pot, pooling in their money, and then when it hits the amount that you need to start your business, they give you the money to start your business. Then everybody starts pooling all over again for the next person to open their business. This is what the Asian community is doing. They're joining together, pooling their money. So if, say you need 10000 When it hits 10000 they give you 10000 you need to start your business. Then they start all over again. Start all over again. The next person, whatever amount they need, they give them the amount they need to start their business. And it keeps going. They keep pooling and pooling their money. And then so everybody can, whoever starting the business, start a business. Then not going to the banks and getting loans, pulling their money. And if you need whatever amount you need, they'll give you that amount to start your business. And all you have to do is put money back in to help somebody else out. So <laughs> we, if we as black people could do that with no problem. <laughs> You know how I'm many praying businesses? on it. I'm still praying on it. You know how many businesses would have been have been started? Because you, yes, you know how many times people out there that times people out there that can cook, times of people out there that could do hair. You know, we got a lot of talented people, but you know. There's some people who like, nah, I don't want, mm-mm. I don't want to help them. I don't trust them. You don't tr- trust them. Why? I don't know what where that, you know, white people put. And I'm being honest, white people put it in their head not to trust our own people. Exactly. Not to work. And it's why- well, they'll pay. They'll pay thousands of dollars to a name brand to have an image to impress people that don't care about you because truly rich people don't wear brands. They might have maybe about three, four outfits, you know, designer, 
but we're so brainwashed, we don't stick together. And, you know, that was part of the reason why I had wanted to give up cooking because I know realistically for me to get to the level I want to do it, like I could sell a place I buy apartment, right? But yeah, eventually you you're going to need a space. In order to get to that level, you need help. That's why, people that's will why not be. That's why I was mentioning. They won't help you. Unless there's something in it for them. That's why I was mentioning the Asian people, how they was funneling their money amongst each other to help each other start their own business. And I was, that's why I was saying we can be like that. Everybody who wants to start a business will be able to start a business. And we ain't got to go to the bank to get a loan unless unless necessary. Let's put that positive energy out into the universe that hopefully one day and one day soon the proper people will go through the proper channels to get the things that where it needs to go. But, you know, I honestly, um, in the space that I'm in right now, I just know that God put it in my heart not to give up on my gifts, but to keep pushing and the right people will come around. But it's hard to do it on your own. You know, I did it for so many years, Nita, and my health failed because I basically would keep going, 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 not paying attention to my health. Sometimes, you know, us back in the days when we made our food, we prepared in advance to marinate it, right? So that takes a couple of days to do an advance. So now you're doing everything. I'm talking about maybe even three, four days straight cooking. And unfortunately, it's like someone said to me before, oh, you know, Oh, you're cooking like Will, but Will never charged. Yeah, but he didn't get the help that he needed either. Maybe if he yeah. charged, he would have been able to pay his own bills and do what he needed to do for himself, not living from hand to mouth from other people because you're thinking that you're looking out for them, they're going to look out for you. That's not the case. Yep. I'm hoping and praying that our people wake up and we realize that, first and foremost, um, America don't love us. They never did. They just use us. And we need to have our own Black Wall Street and this time protect it with everything we got. We need our own money system, everything. And um, unfortunately, because of the way that this country is built, that's why now it's more entrepreneurs than ever because people are finally waking up since the pandemic. We need to be in business for ourselves. Yep, we sure do. And I know it's late, sis. I'm sorry we got so caught off track and everything, but it was just That's an exciting right. time to talk about. Talk to you. Yeah, like shows um, like this. Get I'm so like... much insight. Yeah, because you know what's spontaneous. Sometimes the best things are unplanned, right? I like shows like this where it's just me. It could be just me and my boy six. We be on here. We just be having conversation. You know, you know, talking about topics or whatever. But 
I don't mind it. And I I'm gotta like, get. I'm gonna replay it so I can get his name, so I can even listen in on his radio sh- show and support him too. So it's Six Size Radio. So it's S I X E Y E S Radio, and it's right here when you S- a blog talk. So if you like. And sometimes I'm tagged in the post because I'm also, I also post on his station as well. Sometimes okay. I post on his station as well. So. And this, I haven't talked to him, but they have a new show I did and they want me to be a part of it. So once I talk to him. It's gonna be a new show coming on his his station. Oh, that's amazing! And I don't know what it is because I haven't really talked to him lately. Cause like like he'll call me and I'll miss his call. I'll call him and miss and, and he'll miss my call. Playing phone tag. <laughs> so when we finally do talk, he'll you know we'll we'll fit whatever it is we'll figure it out get it done. Well, keep me station. posted. You know, I, I support 100%. And, you know, just like you said, sis, um, I just want to just put something out there real quick, right? That's why I'm so diligent and I watch what I do and how I treat people because the energy you put out is the energy you get back, right? And yep. um, I just think that... um. We got to keep pushing that hope, hopefully one day that um, everything will come through, you know? Yep. There's going to be a, uh, I think it's going to be a turnaround where, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of people supporting, even a few people that do support, I'm okay with that. It's not a big deal to me. You know, in the beginning, yeah, because, you know, in the beginning, when you do something, in the beginning, you always want that support. But once you keep doing it, you, it, it, that part doesn't come into your mind anymore about worrying about who's supporting or not. It don't come into your mind anymore. You just keep doing what you're doing. I'm I'm so tired. I'm getting ready to take it down. Congratulations yep, again, sis. Many, many more. Always reach out to me. I'm always willing to talk because even I was talking to my daughter about starting something for mental health because a lot of people are masking it. That's why we're and in, you know, who, you know. And since you're speaking of that, you know who, since, who's been, like, hitting me up every once in a while since my mom has passed. Because, you know, she's always asking how I'm doing. It's Kathy, and Kathy's trying to do something. I'm not sure if it's mental health or not, but she's trying to do something, and she's trying to start a podcast and all that stuff, and she's asking for my help. And you know, I don't, I don't mind helping people. I don't. Yeah, that's my, you know, you have the knowledge. I don't know who, which Kathy you're talking about. Inner sister, inner sister Kathy. Though. She passed away. No, oh, Kathy. you know, you're talking about Cappy. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was 
So, yeah, so she's been hitting me up. She said she wanted to, I'm not sure if it's about mental health, but she wanted to just talk about the podcast, and I was helping her with that. So every once in a while she hit me up and say, ask me how am I doing. And then, you know, she nice. just started, um, she just got on Instagram. So she's on Instagram at Happy Cappy. So it's H-A-P-P-Y-C-H-I-E. You know I'm so not really in contact with a lot of people because I'm still an introvert. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still an introvert, but I'm trying. So she wants people you know. to because she, she sent me the link, and she wanted me to pass it on to get people to follow her page because the only sure. people that's following is me and Ennis. This is the only two right. people following Inbox her me. Page. Inbox me and let yeah, me I know. Will, I will, I'll I'll definitely that. support. So she needs the support. I, That's what we got to do, support each other. I don't care if so, it's three people. So you, three people is enough to start to with. If you want to do a show on mental health, you know you're always welcome to come on here and do a show about mental health. If you want to do it like a podcast where they see, actually, instead of just hearing you, they see you as well, I can help you with that. Um, how, I can help you on how to do all of that. Well, you could do both at the same time. That not only are they seeing you visually, but they can hear you through the radio station, and they can see you visually and talk to you. Okay, I'm with it. So if you really, if you really, you know, really want to do that, I can help you put all of that together. Okay, so, you know, I'm with it, sis. I love you so like much. Said, Thank you for having me. And you're welcome. You know you're always welcome. Thank you definitely for having me. I had to come on and support, you know. We all going through yeah, stuff, and welcome. I'm just fighting through and getting through it, you know. So, you know, the station is always open for whatever you want to talk about, be it mental health, whatever you just feel like talking and getting something off your chest and you want to share with the people, the stage is always open for that. I would love to do a, um, a collaboration on unity and the importance of it. I mean, that's the main thing that I try to drive with everyone I speak to, family, friends, people I encounter. You know who I saw last night? Not to go a subject. Remember Flacco, Spanish Flock? Mm-hmm. Um, he's outside. It, I don't know if he's homeless, but it just looks like he's going through something. And it was so weird how it happened because normally, you know, when I go up on Westchester Avenue, I, 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 I'm trying to remember. I just, the one that lived in 741? I believe so. If he and I normally just walk past people because I'm just used to them. Um, you know, people outside begging for change and stuff. But it was something in his voice, the way he asked for money, that made me actually stop and look. And I said, Flock, that's you? He said, yeah, baby, I'm not doing too good. I said, hold on. I said, let me get what I got to get from the store, and I got you when I come back. And I stood there and talked to him. If I'm not mistaken, I I think his his mom passed 
while she was still, when she still lived in, I think she still lived in the college she passed. And I think he wasn't there. He was, like, back and forth from New York, and I think he was, like, going back and forth from New York and Boston. And I don't know if him and his sister still, and his sister still talk, so I don't know. I, I, I really don't know the history. I just I just know no, no, that um I stopped and prayed with I him. Think, I think when his mom just when his mom passed, something happened. That's why I think like he's probably with you know when your parent passed and that's the only parent. And then, you know, you got family but they're like distance away from you so you feel like you on your own. Yeah. So things it was so crazy because it, that he was the second one. I had met a young man from Bronxville that I had seen him outside homeless before. And, you know, I'm I'm not that like that type of person that, you know, I treat people funny because I've been there, right? And when I you I said to him, you know what? Um, you're a very intelligent young man because I asked him what came first, the Tehran, the Quran, or the Bible, and he said it was the Tehran, the Quran, then the Bible, allegedly, right? So I said, "Wow!" Like I turned to someone and said, "What happened to him?" Like he sounds intelligent, articulates himself well. Something happened to cause that trauma to make him want to give up on society. And it was the same thing you just said. His mom died, and I was the only one in the world who really, like, cared for him. And he just turned to alcohol and just stopped caring. And I said to him the same thing I said to Flacco was that I said, um, life happens to all of us. And sometimes it seems like it's not fair. But the difference between people that make it and who don't is that you can't give up. You have to keep fighting. Even if it's just to get up and get out. I said, look, you're outside. So that means you fought. Keep fighting your way through this. You can't get on the other side. And I told him to look at me in my eyes. I said, you know what I went through? I never thought I would be able to make it. But I prayed and I pushed. And it looked like when I said that to him, his eyes kind of like got open and wide. I said, don't give up. Don't give up because and don't give in. And I hugged him, him and I told him that I love him. him. That, that you care. That's why, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure there's people that saw him and knew who exactly who he was, but probably just walked past him like he's some stranger on the sh- like he's some stranger when they knew exactly who he was. You know what I asked him? Shanita and made his eyes open. I said, all of the good things that you have done back in the days when you were younger for others, you think that God didn't see that? Do you think that God would leave you knowing all the good you put in this world before? Eyes opened up, and he looked at me, and he said, no. I said, but, I said, you have to meet him halfway. 
You can't give up. And I said, I love you. You hear me? Don't give up. And that's the message 